It's the High and Wide Podcast with Brad Carlson and Damon Perrant. Triple H, Big Show, The Rock says tonight, the only two things that you two candy asses should concern yourself with is this, is your roll, know it, your mouth, shut it, and if you do that, then The Rock, the great one, Darren Dam Tease, you will smell what The Rock is cooking. Rune carries in, rolling in front of the minute shot, Dejardin following the play, and he missed the short shot, there he is again, We are up to episode number 76 here of the High and Wide podcast. Uh, usually we would quit at 25 episodes for a season, but because it's the playoffs, fuck it. Let's just keep going and uh, we'll just rock it until the, the end of the playoffs and then we'll call it. Uh, uh, an end of season. So we've got uh, Brad missing right now, but he will be joining us a little bit later on. Kevin uh, Schwartz, our fantasy guru, he is back with us as well. Uh, Kevin, how's it how's going, boy? Good, 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 good. You yeah. uh, you excited on what's going on with this Vegas and uh, Colorado game? Is it still one one? Nope, Vegas took the lead. Oh shit! Carlson yeah. scored a minute ago, so <laughs> Mike McCullough. Also, our trivia master joins us, and he's back. How's it going, buddy? Good, good. How are you guys? Big red in the house. <laughs> uh, medium red. Medium red? Okay. Uh, big Kev and medium red, sure. Uh, it's good. <laughs> it's good. Uh, we've got um, three of the four teams ready for the semifinals in the NHL playoffs. Uh You've got the New York Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning on one side. We're waiting to find out who Montreal, uh, who their opponent is going to be between Vegas and Colorado. So we'll be talking a little bit of hockey. we got a whole bunch of other stuff that we're going to get into. And, of course, Stump the Chump. Brad has to jump back in because, while he's in it, because Kev is the defending champion. Knocked me off my shitty pedestal. And uh, so, yeah, he's got to be back. Hopefully he gets back within the hour. So let's get. Sooner, right. The sooner we get through this podcasting stuff, the sooner I can win by forfeit when Brad doesn't show up. <laughs> the plans. So, David, hurry the fuck up. <laughs> let's, go. let's go, boys. Let's go. Um, quick shout out. Happy birthday to my mommy. <laughs> Her birthday was on. Happy birthday. Past Sunday. So. <laughs> nice. Happy I, I, birthday. I won't drop her age, but she's in her 60s. You old bat. Um, <laughs> that's pretty good it is not too bad she's crazy she's a crazy cat lady and i love it um let's jump right in. you guys have anything interesting that's happened in the past week obviously we got our rules kind of adjusted when it comes to um rules and regulations for covid we're yeah, able can, to I jump can golf back friends into, again yeah no more single golfing 
which I th- I thought was stupid to begin with, but that's beside the point. We just kind of got to follow the rules. Uh, should we get into some COVID talk right off the hop, actually? Because <laughs> why not? The U.S. is going nuts with everything that's going on down there. Their economy is basically fully back open. Um, Canada is still struggling. However, here in Manitoba, <laughs> I don't – honest to God, I'm going to ask this. Kev, you posted in our group chat earlier this uh, week talking about a provincial lottery for people that are getting COVID shots. <laughs> I, I was like, I can't tell if he's joking or if he's telling the truth. I don't know. Fill us in. Are we going to win hundreds of thousands of dollars by getting shot in the arm? Well, somebody out there is well. Ten somebody's will twice, actually. This is ridiculous. What they're doing is they split up uh, $2 million into two different draws. And the first draw is for your first shot, and the second draw is for people with their second shot. <laughs> if you have your first shot by August 2nd, I believe it is. You're in. You get entered automatically for the first shot. So it, this isn't what no, I was no. worried about. Was Hold they were going to start this like as of the day we announced this, yeah. anyone that does it is going to get entered. But they are entering everyone that's been vaccinated so far. So... Under Which those guidelines, I have no problem with it at all. So, because you and me are in Mike and we're in it, we can win. Yeah. We can win hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Now, how do they? How do they know that we've gotten the vaccination? <laughs> Is it because we signed papers or because we have a chip in our arm? <laughs> it might have something to do with the fact that we're all five G compatible now. Yeah, oh, that's shit. definitely it. They figured us out. <laughs> yeah. And, and then uh, the second shot comes like or the a uh, month second later. Draw. Yeah, and it's the same deal. They split up a million dollars amongst ten different regions, and one person wins a hundred thousand dollars from each region. So, and there's some twenty five thousand dollars scholarships in there too for people, people that younger. are twelve to eighteen, which is smart. So, I think. I don't know. It might help convince one or two percent of the people out there that are hesitant. Like it might help a little bit. Yeah. And, the I people mean, that guess... don't understand odds and probabilities. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> hopefully. Mike well, I mean, it depends where you're at, right? Like, uh-huh. out here in Southern Region, like, I don't know exactly our population, but we're probably 100,000 people in that region. Oh, I and would if, say way less. No, because we have, we, so? have, we have Steinbach in there, too. Oh, okay, we have some, yes. So... Now we're roughly around 60%. So we've got like a one in 60,000 chance of uh, winning a lotto for $10,000 or $100,000. Sorry. So it's not the it's worst not odds bad. I've ever been in a lottery for. Those are, oh, no, for those are great be, odds. And we're yeah. free rolling. It's great. It's just, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it, it, it's just funny. It would be a funny mind to me that you're like so adamant against the science and the clear nature oh. that the vaccine is good. But what will sway you is a one in one hundred sixty thousand chance yeah. of getting no, I agree with that. It's not a, that'd, that'd be a weird brain. It's but. not a huge, huge incentive for those people that are on the fence. But like I said, if it pushes one or two percent, that's all they're looking over. Right. They add that. Yeah. With their, oh yeah. We'll get they, a few percent through our TV advertising that we're doing, and a few percent through other programs and this and that. And hopefully, you get enough of that people on the fence enough of that percentage that we can get to these goals that were set up by our government today so we can 
start opening up. Well, oh, Mike will get yeah. open up. I don't know if me and Damon will get open up because, I mean, we're in that region where no one wants to get vaccinated. So the rest of the province might just get vaccinated. We may just stay shut down forever here. Who knows? <laughs> come into uh, come into town. Come into town. We'll go to uh, Joy Ellis. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go sit and chat some, some. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Frankie's, yeah, the lottery right? card yeah. was good. And yeah. then... Uh, they announced corn or the vaccine cards now to you. So I didn't <laughs> mind that idea either. There was uh there was a, on one of our radio stations in Portage, somebody had posted something about these vaccination cards as uh, another step to Nazi Germany. <laughs> People just Real have no idea what they're talking about when they say <laughs> things like that. They like, just really. Maybe, maybe just don't compare anything to that time in history. Maybe just don't. It's so ignorant. Maybe, maybe it, just go. Maybe go look up what happened with the Nazis, hey, or you know what? Go you talk may... to somebody who knows something about it. Like, oh, like you know that with your five G shot, if you got it, you can look up things on the internet, like history. Yeah. It works. Do it because <laughs> it's such a dumb comment. Like, uh, man, uh, I'm just pumped. I got my next shot coming up on the. Did third. you book it already? Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, okay. I got to call. I can't, I can't wait to get my magnetic powers and become Magneto. Like, that's the next <laughs> thing. Like, when, I, when I'm at that point, man. Fuck oh. humanity. I'm just going to fight for the mutants. <laughs> that's what he Time does. for some superpowers to take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> First thing I'm going to do eradicate everybody with COVID. <laughs> oh, no, no. I shouldn't say that because people can still get COVID with the shot. Eradicate everybody that doesn't want to get the vaccination. Oh man, that's ridiculous. Anyway, let's move on. Um, I was reading on the CFL. They were, I guess the CFL is one step closer to the 5th of August as opening day for, for the league. The CFLPA passed amendments to the CBA and now it has to go to the board of governors for them to ratify, blah, blah, blah. With all things considered this year, obviously with the pandemic, uh, almost, well, almost two years that would have been stricken from CFL history. Um, how big of a season is this going to be for everybody involved? Fans, the teams, especially even the league in general too, right? Because if there was not going to be a season this year, maybe no CFL moving forward. It's possible. Very possible. But I like, think it was uh, always going to come that they were going to get some games in here at some point, but well, and that's what their plan was, right? Like they wanted to, they, they had said, we, we'll even shorten the season, but we got to get games in because it just doesn't work. But now the thing is though, too, with um, some sports teams, Montreal Canadiens, even the Jets allowing people into the stands and obviously with vaccination cards and things like that, they're looking at opening up outdoor venues. Bombers fit nicely into that. I think most, like is BC the only place in the CFL that has a closed stadium? Yeah, I think so. So then, Toronto used yeah. to, but right. So then, that works. That works nicely for outdoor venues, but just getting fans in the stands because the CFL is so gate driven when it comes to to money. That, that's why they couldn't afford another year of just sitting exactly <laughs> when you're that re- your revenue is home, well not entirely gate, but what is it seventy percent? Yeah, that's like, that's insane. Yeah, I think they get fifty million from TSN for all the games, which is whatever. <laughs> yeah, 
but not going to uh, do it. No, no, it's not. Uh, but yeah, so it, huge, huge announcement that the CFL is looking at, I guess the, the PA is looking at making some concessions for CBA for this year, which is good because I'm guessing they're itching to get going too. How can they not be? They're the athletes. Yeah, There's a lot, sure. of, a lot of football players sitting at home doing nothing right now in the States, I would imagine, with all these closures. Probably a lot of the leagues in the States are getting going, though, like arena football's been going and some of these yeah. other ones. So, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be nice for some of these other guys to get out and start playing some ball again. How? Yeah, they're probably hard up for cash at this point, too. Like, you're, <laughs> you're well, you, have a, you have a certain li- lifestyle that you live, right, based off of your income. And you're not seeing income for a year. That's devastating. And the right. CFL is one of those leagues where you got to kind of have a part-time job if you want to live extravagantly anyway. Oh, well, yeah. If you want to live extravagantly, well, depending on what position. I, but it, Different than what it was 15, 20 years ago, but still. Yeah, for most positions, yeah. for sure. So there you go. That's good. Uh, did you guys, anybody listen to Howard Stern? No, I can't say I do. Okay. I like, I'll listen. I'll go on YouTube and listen. And okay. find some interviews once in a while, but not like a regular thing. No. Dave Gruel had called into the show. I don't know if it was a live show today, if it was pre-taped. I was listening to it afterwards. And uh, apparently Foo Fighters are going to be opening up uh, Madison Square Garden on the 20th. Oh, well. Yeah, like full concert. And you got to be vaccinated to get into the concert. That, like, people that don't want to get vaccinated, that's your reality coming up. You want to do fun things. You want to have fun. You want to get out and do things. You want to travel. You're going to have to get poked at some point. And not in a bum. I wonder, yeah, how, the, all, I wonder how the, all the legal challenges to that are going to go. Well, they probably have a better chance of reversing things in the U.S. than here. Actually. I w- like, I wonder about that, though, right? Because it'll be a it'll be a like a health order type of thing. Right. And that kind of circumvents a lot of what might come as far as lawsuits are concerned. Yeah. Cause I you're right. It, but... Yeah. Like you're right. Like if I, if I'm not vaccinated, why can't I go to this? Well, because you're not vaccinated. Well, I don't believe in it. Right. Like what's the, it doesn't matter about the public court of opinion. It's what is law. And I, I don't know how it works in the U S as compared to Canada, but like, with they the, could they could claim it to be some kind of discrimination. I think they'd have more traction yeah. in the states, from what I tell by their amount of lawsuits and stuff. Because but... <laughs> everything's a lawsuit down there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I'm sure that I'm sure the lawyers are already lining it up in Manitoba to get their hands all over this case. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, for sure. It'll be, it'll be insane. Um, I didn't have anything written down for Major League Baseball. Did you guys have anything? Oh, baseball Jason. baseball really doesn't exist to me though that NHL playoffs come to an end and then I baseball full board, but Oof. as soon as hockey I, ends, but I started watching Little Wheel Blue Jays. They're kind of treading water right now. I think they're two games above five hundred. Yeah. Right behind with the a, with a decimated bullpen. Yeah. I'm big so I'm super excited for them for their future, like next year, the year after. They've got a sick lineup of hitters. <laughs> They need another arm or two, but everyone does, I guess. Lots of people talking about is Springer the answer? Should they somehow get rid of his contract to bring in a couple more arms? Because yeah. they're doing they're doing this all without Springer, right? Yeah. So yeah, no, I 
Springer's had his injury problems, but he's a pretty special player. I wouldn't. Oh, for uh, sure. I wouldn't yeah, be I too anxious to get rid of him at all. I don't. I don't. You can. <laughs> you can find arms in there. There's lots of arms out in baseball. It's not like they're hard to acquire. It's just a matter of acquiring the right one at the right time. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah they'll be able to find a rental. Uh, jumping to the NBA, you've got the playoffs going on. Um, <laughs> I, this is funny. LeBron James, I guess to stay relevant, is switching from 23 to 6 for next year with the Lakers because that's going to change the fortunes <laughs> of the former champion Lakers. Like, you just won a championship. What's your number change going to do? Then Jalen Rose came out and says it's a marketing and promotion thing. So Absolutely, maybe for Space Jam, is that what it's for? Or it's is it just it's just jersey, jersey sales? sales. Mm. If he gets if, think about it, if he gets five dollars for every LeBron jersey that's sold, every Lakers fan, every LeBron James fan is going out and buying a new jersey because I want number six, and yeah, just add more millions to the bank account, right? Yeah, Michael Jordan forty-five situation. <laughs> Yeah, but no, Jordan, when he came back, he couldn't have 23. That's yeah, why he numbers, went with 45. The number was re- they re- the yeah. retired from 23. So, yeah. Oh, is that why it happened? Okay. Because he actually got fined. He came back and wore 23 in the first yeah. game, and he got he fined for $10,000 a game. Something <laughs> yeah, stupid like that. And he did it for like a dozen games or something like that, if I remember. Yeah, and then he was like, I have my gambling. I got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of no, goofy. Yeah. Who cares if he I know, goes, comes back so and he's 20? It's Michael Jordan. Come on. Yeah. I can understand if it was some other player. Like, right. if Jordan's yes. number is in the rafters or some like rookie comes in and refuses to wear anything but 23, I could see him getting fined 10,000. But when they're actually suspending or finding the guy whose number it is in the rafters. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, too, because if somebody came in and wore 23, like. Or a guy that came in through trade, maybe. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah. but yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. That, see, it's so dumb. But then there's only two numbers that are universally retired anyway in sports, right? Gretzky and uh, Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. So, yeah, like, as far as I, know. I wonder, I wonder what the fine would be for throwing on those jerseys for a game. The oh, optics, God. the optics wouldn't look good anyway. Jackie Robinson, especially. Oh yeah, they'd be insane. Um. Nikola Jokic wins the MVP award. Uh, he's the lowest draft pick ever to win the award, which is kind of interesting, special. Um, they are down one nothing to the Suns. I know you guys aren't really watching the playoffs. I no, that that uh, that decision. That's probably one of the most least controversial MVP calls by what I hear. Like no kidding, pretty much universal, right? Yep, because I, I think you take Jokic off of that team. And they struggle to make the playoffs. That's a stretch. Like they might be one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. You take Steph off. Yes, they're bad, but they're already they bad. Make- they, didn't, they didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> so, yeah. like, what difference does it make? And then um, Joel Embiid. I think they could still compete. They'd still make the playoffs without him on the team. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're right. That's actually a really good point, and I didn't even think about that. The fact that it's probably one of the least controversial MVP picks in a bunch of years. Quite a because while. every year it's LeBron against who? Yeah, Giannis. Kind of like it's kind of like the NHL is, where they announced their hard finalists today, and it's the same three players that we have. For, it's going to be for the next five years. 
Like, is anybody else, and maybe this is me being a Habs fan, like, really, is Matthews that guy in that conversation? Like, really? He's the guy you would take out if someone else was in the talk, but I just, I don't like, know who you replaced him with this year. I think a guy like, let's let's go through Patrick Kane. I think he had an MVP year. If he, if he play if he finished the way that he started, yes, but sure. I'd say... At about get, game 35, it kind of dove off for the Blackhawks and Kane a bit. Okay. So that's fair. But he still had a great season. A great uh a Marchand would be yeah, Brad Marchand could have been in Patrice the conversation. Bergeron, Bergeron either of those guys. Connor Hellebuck. It's always like, tough for goalies to get in. The goalies yeah, have to be I know, I know, the goalie but, has to be exceptional for that to happen. I wouldn't uh, even say Hellebuck was see, the best and, goalie and, this year. And this is no, he wasn't, but most uh, and this is the thing. Quit calling it MVP then. Because yeah, it's not an MVP award. Matthews isn't... I don't even think Matthews is the most valuable player on his team. Mitch Marner is yeah. way more valuable to that team than he is. Just defensively and, and offensively even. I think a lot of what Matthews gets is some butter. I don't know soft- about that. I think, I think most Leaf fans, my best friend and my boss are both Leaf fans. And I'm Pretty all, sure if all, I asked both of them, it would be Matthews. if you only could keep one, you keep Matthews. Oh, in yeah, their mindset. and absolutely. I think Toronto undervalues Mitch Marner like crazy because, like, they were talking about trading him after they lost the to the Habs. I'm like, what? What? Why would you trade that? Well, the reason that talk comes up is because they have no defense, right? Or they have lackluster defense and you can't move Tavares and Nylander has a contract that's probably not getting moved. So you look at what, what could really bring us. Nylander's got a way more movable contract than Marner. Marner's over 10 million. Yeah. But when you're looking at wanting to get the type of assets they're talking about, or the fans are dreaming about, Hmm. it would take a Marner more. It wouldn't take a Nylander wouldn't get that type of player into Toronto. So I agree. However, Nylander is a player that comes to perform in the playoffs. That's a whole other story. <laughs> Leaf fans are still upset about how he was using the playoffs. Oh, I mean, probably game. probably the best player, and his ice time was going down game by game, and yet yep. he was the only Ridiculous. offensive threat he had. It didn't make any sense. But I love when a fan of a fans of a team like concoct these ridiculous trades in their brains <laughs> and without like taking consideration the other team's point of view yeah. at all. I, you know what, and, and it's like, what do you? <laughs> Montreal fans are horrendous for that <laughs> because Montreal fans overvalue players on their team like oh yeah crazy right yeah. yes I'm yeah, not yeah. one of those guys I like I'm I'm realistic I think Carey Price is the best player on the team I also think his contract makes him the most untradeable player on the team um then you look at guys like Tatar who had a really good season last year and eh, not so much this like it wasn't horrible but he's played his way out of the playoffs and Montreal's like, Oh, let's trade Tatar for a guy like uh, uh, an Aaron Ekblad. And, and, and I'm sitting there going like, what? <laughs> like, why would you even think that's a, a possible trade? Like there's a reason why Tatar is not playing in the playoffs. They follow the what they follow their team so closely and they hear the names of the players on their team. So uh, much. it just sticks in their brain. Oh, and it's it not even that just the immense love for players on the team is so unbelievable like i am a huge paul byron fan i like what he brings to the team 
in a fourth line role. I don't like him as a first line player. <laughs> like his speed, he's one of the fastest guys in the league. Does not make him Connor McDavid. Like, stop. He's he's you can let go of Paul Byron if you have a better option. Right. <laughs> like, stop. Guys like Phil Deneau, um, I think he's a tremendous shutdown center. Um, he's an okay two-way forward, but the reason why he's okay is because his offense is eh. Like, I don't, I, I don't think he's had a goal in twenty-five games. Right, that's not great, but he shuts down guys like nobody's business. He's everybody's like, oh, he's like, he's like second coming of uh, Patrice Bergeron. I'm like, uh, Bergeron puts up a point per game, not even close. Like defensively, sure, sure. He might even be a little bit better than Bergeron, younger legs at this point of his career. But he doesn't put anywhere near the, the amount of goals or points that Patrice Bergeron puts on. So don't call him Patrice Bergeron light. It's not even a thing. But okay. guys like P.K. Subban, that whole trade with Shea Weber, completely overvalued Subban. Just like, oh, we what a horrible tra-. I'm like, you've completely changed the culture of your team. And... Yeah, when I'm more, I tend to agree with the Montreal fans. Really? Oh, I yeah. take I would take Shea Weber over PK Subban again, easily. <laughs> Bad contract on Subban's pile, and he has completely fallen off a cliff as far as ability goes. I just, I just, I mean, just mean at the time at, when the decision was made, I would not have done that. Um, I think you could have gotten more for PK, but only based on age. Weber puts up has put up more points and goals than than Subban has throughout his career, and people are calling. I don't know if this is true or not, but people are calling Weber a first ballot Hall of Famer, which oh, I'm I'm no. like, is he? Ford, he's not. Mm-hmm. Quite say it. He, he's a he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a no. He's a yeah, no I, Hall of Famer. I, I'm, but I'm like, is he though? Hmm. Oh, well, well a, in hockey, a hundred percent. If if his equivalent. His yeah, equivalent in thing. baseball is equivalent in baseball. It might be close in the hockey hall of fame, which everybody in. Okay, sure. Get... I guess if you're looking at it that way, but this is the first season that Shea Weber is playing in the semifinals or the conference finals. He's never been this far in the playoffs. I, I will never ever consider that for somebody's hall of fame status in a sport like hockey. No, no, you no. don't think winning has anything to do with it? No, no, no. Dale Howardchuck never got too far in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah they, not... that's a completely different situation. Howardchuck's one of the greatest scorers in NHL history during his time. If, if careers lasted a thousand years, then maybe that'd be enough to okay. show. But yeah, yeah it's... Okay. winning championships doesn't necessarily oh, no, just I, get I you in either. Like I agree. You look at uh, Chris Osgood, for example. Like yeah, no, I guy, guy has a whole handful of rings and can't get a sniff of the of the Hall of Fame, right? Yep. I, I agree with that because I think a player like uh, you can take multiple multiple players on Montreal Canadiens teams that won six or seven Stanley Cups that should there's no reason being even considered close to being a Hall of Famer but like, yeah they just get the higher profile for yeah, being for sure. a part of those teams exactly but yeah I kind of thought of that of the Oilers at one point, but that was ridiculous, especially when I looked at the top five goal scorers in NHL playoff history. Yeah. <laughs> Three of them were up. I know it's ridiculous. I, I'd love to get into the debate on Grant Fear. But... Four of them, sorry. 
Four of them. Anderson, yeah, Curry, yeah. Massier, and Gretzky. Okay. Yeah, and Paul was the only one that wasn't. Right. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, jumped away from basketball there. But oh well. <laughs> Not really. You guys don't care. Dri- dribbled away. Dribbled away. Okay. <laughs> um, are the Suns legitimate contenders for the championship or are the Nets the that's the go-to? They're the obviously the sexy team with the Kyrie. I, I can only Harden. go off of what I hear other people saying. I'm not haven't been too involved, but I think the Suns are picking up a lot of momentum in the they're the sexy pick to win it all right now category. Really? From what I hear. Oh, I am not hearing that, but go on. That's just I mean, I'm just going off of the couple play places that I listen to sports news that people are just liking the team a lot, right? Like they're a fun team to watch and but they're liking what they're seeing from Chris Paul and Chris Paul's getting a lot been of unbelievable. I, I like you should watch the next game with Chris Paul. He he is exactly what you need as a floor general in the NBA. Like what he did last night to Denver was silly, silly. Fifteen assists, zero turnovers. Like I don't. That's really nuts. There's there was I think somebody threw out a stat last night talking about how that's either the the first time that that's been done since like 1960 something which is absurd but what would be a good turnover to assist ratio for a point guard in the nba right now probably four to one Ooh, even that's high yeah that probably, probably three to one three to one well you, you like if you if you're a 10 assist guy you don't want to have more than three tops three yeah, okay so yeah maybe three to one yeah three to one that's a, that's about right but like yeah. Like Chris Paul, I think he has one turnover in this series and like 24 assists. He's only scored like 37 points or something like that, but he's not, he's not that go-to point guy because Booker is Booker's just going off. And Deandre Ayton has played a fantastic game too. And what's crazy about the Suns is their, their depth is so good. So if they get past, like they're up to nothing on Denver and it, like it looks easy right now playing in Denver is a different story because of mile high and all that kind of stuff. I don't know how that's going to translate. That could affect Chris Paul more than anybody else. Just him being 36, but that's going to be interesting to see what happens with the rest of this series. Utah um, won game one against the Clippers. I have no faith in the Clippers to advance. <laughs> so I think Utah's winning that series. So you'll have the two best teams in the league facing off in the conference finals. And it looks like the Nets are going to come out of the East. The Bucks are currently up by three with two seconds left on the clock. In the game? In the game. They are Sur- down. Surprising. They are down 0-2. Yeah, they are. And, and it's looked like the Nets have handled them. This guy was watching the beginning of that game and Giannis was going to the hole hard. So... Oh yeah, that, that's what he needs to do. If he's not in the paint at all points of the game, he's ineffective. Like you can't have him up at the top of the key trying yeah. to break down somebody. That's ridiculous. So if they win that game, that's huge. I don't know if they can win in New Jersey though. But oh, another Brooklyn, you mean? Or sorry, in Brooklyn, yeah. yeah. <laughs> New Jersey. I always do that. I'm incapable of calling them the Las <laughs> Vegas Raiders yet. I can't do oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yet. Yeah, I've had problems with that too. <laughs> and I have big time problems with calling them San Diego Chargers too. Those two. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, that's, and, and and I think another thing that's playing in Phoenix's favor is their crowd is outrageous, like super loud. They have a true home court advantage right now, which is, I mean, like for the, me, I'm a big Phoenix Suns fan, so that I love it. <laughs> it's like the Phoenix Open in golf where everyone parties. Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> But uh, this this could be a crazy year for me, Kev. You've talked about how like your Chicago Blackhawks and you you've been spoiled rotten with winning championship. I I, I could have a Montreal Canadiens Stanley Cup champ. I know it's unlikely, but still, and a Phoenix Suns championship, which would be insane. <laughs> Pretty good. You you don't quite Even, outdo my 2010 though. What was your 2010? So Blackhawks. I, I had the Blackhawks Stanley Cup and the Canadian gold medal in hockey. I had the golden true. goal, the golden goal, and the and the and the Stanley Cup in the first in the same okay, year. that's good. No, yeah. a Stanley Cup and a gold medal are pretty pretty hard to top that combination. Yeah, but, but gold medal with Canada is not unexpected. It wasn't guaranteed that year, though. That no, was a good but it was it that was a very good tournament and a fantastic final. But it was gold or silver, right? Like. There was no other like going into the tournament. It was gold or silver. So you're gonna you're gonna come out a winner, regardless. Yeah, losing yeah, silver. Silver doesn't mean you win. Yeah. I know. I know that. Not in hockey. I know that. No. But still, in, in, individual events, a silver medal means something. The bronze means something. But in a team event, silver no, means in hockey, definitely not. I lo- that was awesome. And love I loved that. it. Yeah, I loved players it too. Love when they get silver. Oh yeah, especially <laughs> Canadian hockey players. Yeah. I love that too, but I wouldn't put it in the same category as your team winning just because of the time you're involved in watching oh, yeah. the whole well, the season versus I, like. But the other a thing month. that I love about that my year was you look at those two goals. Oh. It's two of the most weird, strange, yeah, yes, absurd yes. game-winning goals. Yeah, almost scored identically, like, <laughs> right. like Patrick Kane and Cosby from weird, impossible angles that no one really knew kind of what happened when they first went in. Like, well, yeah. nobody, nobody thought Kane, th- nobody well, thought Kane's Kane scored. Kane's was no. really obscure. Like, yeah, Patrick yeah. Kane was the only guy in that. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, re- I remember that moment, like, like it was yesterday at my house. And I remember it's jumping like, off my, ta- over my table, throwing my hat in the air, dream. hitting a buddy. And then like on the ground, just begging that this is actually going to stand. Like it was a bizarre, bizarre, bizarre finishing to to playoff but i i kind of love it for that aspect too now looking back oh yeah for sure uh, i hope i have one of those years one time in my life <laughs> just <again>. one time <laughs> i've been waiting since like when jay's won in 93 i remember being so cocky it's like oh yeah my team's yeah. just gonna win this is just gonna how it's gonna be and i'm still waiting for the next one <laughs> for the next one it's too uh, bad since zero since 93 it's yeah, too two, bad that i was bowls in there too so yeah, that's nice. So, but yeah. to be fair, Bucks aren't like the first Bucks championship was big. I was huge into football. Yeah, this yeah. one, Warren I'm Sapp. not. You know, I'm not a. I mean, I'm a big football fan, but I'm not like a. I'm not Mike level big into football or some of the other guys I know. Yeah, like I was pumped when the Raptors won, but I can't like really yeah. say that it was like I, I <laughs> it was would be only, on the level of Bears, Jets, or Jays. I was only excited for the Raptors winning because they beat Golden State. That was the only reason. Like <laughs> I was I'm, pretty not, I'm not a Raptors fan. I, I was like, this is cool for basketball in Canada. That's awesome. But yeah. like 93, it's too bad I wasn't a Blue Jays fan because the Jays won, the Habs won that year, and the Suns were in the finals against the Bulls. Like that's pretty unreal. That would have been an unseen absurd 
playoff run for a fan. But nope, I'm an Expos fan, so fuck them. <laughs> I was th- I was thinking about the fact that like I always like assumed, well, one of my teams is going to win again before before I check out. And then I <laughs> started thinking, I'm like, what do we have? How 30, many more years do I have left? 30, 40 years if I'm, I'm lucky. I'm already retired, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I only have 30 or 40 years. Every league has 30 teams or 32 teams. Yeah. That might not happen. <laughs> I, like, I like how calm you are about it. Yeah. Oh, well, it's just not in the cards. Yeah. We could, what are, what are our best options? Okay, taking outside this year, because for me, probably the Habs this is my best year to win if it's gonna happen I got I got Blue Jays I got Raptors I have Tampa Bay Buccaneers and that's Chicago Blackhawks so my Bucks probably have a pretty high probability right now yes and you're you're still gonna be good yeah so Mike yours is Bears Jays and Jets are wrap those are the yeah, but the, yeah. the three first ones are the ones I really care about. And Bears, out of those, Bears? yeah, out of, out of those, I'd say all three could actually win. I wouldn't say any of them have a great chance. Um, Do I, would Bears, you think of Connor Hallibuck's comments that uh, the Jets are close to a dynasty? It's just goofy. <laughs> There's no dynasties in hockey anymore, anyway. Even, even if there were? Yeah. I don't know if your no defense team is the team to go with the dynasty. No, they're not. They're not even close to a dynasty. Like no. you got, you the closest a, things we've seen win to dynasties in NHL, Chicago in the past twenty Kings. years are Chicago or Pittsburgh. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Oh, I'll and I'm not sure if I really like. I think if Chicago would have won that 2011 Cup, then they get the dynasty for sure because yeah, then they went three been, in a row. Yeah. But oh, I, yes, for, yes. A, for a dynasty, I think you need that back to back in there at least once. I wonder if the I wonder if it's changing as we go, right? Because back to back is so incredibly incredibly hard. tough, yeah. And especially with now salary caps being in every sport. Oh yeah, and baseball, whatever. But but like, yeah, baseball is pretty loose. Basketball's <laughs> basketball's pretty loose too because of their their. Um, luxury tax salary cap so yeah everyone team, pays into it yeah or the teams that want to pay into it yeah and so if like a, a team like the lakers is like okay we want to take a run for a championship go out and spend that money and pay that tax they're gonna do it and yeah. they're gonna put yeah. every other team at a disadvantage I, I i'm i'm torn on whether that's the right way to go because you could get those teams like the new yorks and the lakers or the la's the um the Montreal's, the Toronto's, the very, very rich clubs that would do it. Like, why wouldn't you for a chance to win a championship? Because you're going to make that money back anyway off of your fans, whether it's ticket sales or whether it's merchandising. So, like, why not? But is that the right way to go as far as having a salary cap? Like, then what's the point of the salary cap? Salary cap is to keep small market teams competitive with big level teams. Yeah, but does it? Like, really, does it? To a point. If, if you budget your franchise properly, you're probably going to do well. But you look at Arizona, which is not a small market team at all, does absolute shit in the hockey markets because there's a thousand more things to do in Arizona than watch hockey in a desert. The location of the arena is just the shits. Yeah, that's what I hear is a big one. It's And it's huge. And... Nobody really wants to own a team there. I if mean, I, the, 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 
If I paid taxes in that in Glendale, I would have gone insane. <laughs> I would have gone totally crazy. <laughs> about that the other team, thing it now. does, especially in the NHL, is it uh, it voids the whole stacking your roster come playoff teams where you're wow. adding three or four players to your roster for draft picks. Like, Talk to Tampa Bay about that. <laughs> they they played injuries. It wasn't anything that they were they worked around the rules. I and I think it's fine if you can do it every every few years. It's hard to get away with doing that every year. Yeah. Right, right. Eighteen million though on top of their salary. That's crazy. Who was it? One one of the um, one of the Canes players said that he actually brought that up in an interview. Is all like, yeah, it's interesting that the Tampa Bay Lightning got eighteen million bucks over the salary cap to play in the in the playoffs. <laughs> Do they have some Uber genius working the cap there, other than Stevie? Well, no. The biggest the biggest thing is the fact that uh, Kucherov came back after the season. Like he he didn't oh. play a single game in the in the regular season. Right, I forgot about that. Yeah, and I'm still I'm kind of like I don't. Why should you be allowed to play? If you can't play one game in the regular season, like just yeah, one but, game. Well, you have an NHL contract, and if they needed him to play one game, they would have played one game, right? Yeah. Right, but I think, uh, and see, maybe maybe I'm off on this, but I think and if they would. You, if, if you if, can, if they go, really knew that was the road that was going to happen. Obviously, they didn't. He, he would but, play the game early in the season too. Well, no, because Much he earlier. had he had surgery in the off season. Yeah. So he wouldn't have been and able what to they play would do is They would put him on some sort of IR to start the season. Right. And wait till you could get him on the ice just like to be dressed for a game. Sure. And then when he plays, stays in, because then he's legal, right? He's played a game. Then you take him off and then you put him on a long time IR for the rest of the season. But what? There's okay, ways so- they can get around with that. that way, what you were trying to say there, I'm sure that they could get around that. Teams are pretty creative. I know, but if you like, if you look at it this way, right? Like, how come he can play game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs, but he can't play game fifty-six of the regular season? And obviously, fifty-six because of pandemic shortened season. Why? Why couldn't he play that last game of the season? Like he he was one hundred percent healthy two weeks before. So why isn't he playing? Because if. The team can give themselves a nine million dollar advantage. I the know. Why shouldn't the team give themselves I, a nine dollar? I, I I agree. I don't think this is on the team. I think it's there's there's no way that Tampa Bay would Tampa Bay would never have said at the beginning of the season if we could have Kucherov for the entire season or go this way and have him just for playoffs. They would have took him for the full season. Obviously, like, there's no questions sure. there, right? So yeah, yeah. It's not every, like it's some weird loophole that's going to get exploited no. by a bunch it's of teams. It's just that every every year there's one or two teams that have these weird $10 million, $7 million over the cap because injuries play into it and they can keep a guy out for a couple games and add salary in the playoffs, right? So it's just... It's crazy. It happens. <laughs> I just think it's because it's so outrageous being $18 million over the cap. It, it's yeah. so much more noticeable and people are going to bitch about it because they're like, well, how's that fair? Like, how come my team can't have that? Like, because, yeah, <laughs> that's well, it's crazy. A, it's, a, it's a fair grade. Sure. Um, I guess, Kev, we've got nothing really up for fantasy hockey as it's the end of the season. No, it is dwindled down to single games a day, so... 
And I don't. And I've been if, playing a little showdown mode every now and then, but nothing to talk about until football uh, starts up. Or the next golf, or the next the major Or the US yeah. is coming up, right? Right. Or not the US. The yeah, it is the US. I think next. I've been doing some football preparation, mostly just like remembering where everybody's going and where everybody is. And yeah, I'm gonna that's have what to I get- got. I can't wait for fantasy football to get like back into the swing of that because that's where that's got to be one of the strongest genres or areas of podcasting that's out there. Ooh, yeah. The fantasy fantasy football podcast world is amazing for sure. Oh, yeah, like my days go so fast at work when I'm listening to fantasy talk. <laughs> when it comes to football, what are your what are some of your podcasts for for uh, fantasy? Throw them like out there. The, uh, oh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Listening for uh, inside the NFL is that. That's the uh, that's the HBO show, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, there's uh, the Yahoo one I like a lot. Yeah, there's there's about four of them. I, I, I this came out of nowhere. I can't remember the names. Yeah, them, we th- we tossed that at you a little hard. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a couple months since I've listened to them, so they're not on the top of my rotation. List. Yeah, I'm not I seeing them right now. Well, then let's get into the NFL because Aaron Rodgers missing camp for the Packers. Mike, you feel really good about that. Uh, as do I what's going to happen with this whole situation because as this goes further and further it gets dirtier and dirtier do the Packers move on from Aaron Rodgers or do they hold out because they're assholes and they want to make an example of Rodgers I'll throw my quick five second guess in and then Mike can take the full explanation I think uh, I think he signs with the Packers about two seconds before the start of the season I would have said this last year, but I don't know if that's the thing this year. It'd be like a one-year contract. It's going to be a let's just play type deal. That's my that's my guess. I could see something but, like that happening. I I could also see him going a game or two into the season. People yeah. have been doing that lately. Yeah, um, and he has more reason than most to do something like that. Yes, like he's, uh, been, he's been disrespected by that franchise. Yes, my uh, one of the. The main football podcast I listen to is uh, the Harris football podcast. This guy, Christopher Harris, and it's really good. He he focuses more on the players' actual abilities and talents, especially in his offseason stuff. He doesn't, like, pretend he knows what offense is going to be good. So as long as you're on this team, oh, you're just automatically good. So I like his process and stuff. But anyway, he tweeted out a funny thing about one of the beat reporters. Their mini camps are going on right now. And the beat reporter just did this gushing thing about how how love is just throwing the ball just perfect down the sideline. Every time. <laughs> yeah. you know, a, a 30 yarder to Adams, a 40 yarder to him, a 50 yarder to him. And it's like <laughs> yeah. just like pumping his tires. And it's like, oh yeah, I bet the team kind of pushed him along on that. Go big time. Yeah. Just like there's literally nothing to talk about in the NFL, like news wise right now. So the, the beat reporters have to make make up stupid shit yeah, now, that, now that julio is gone or off the market ah, it's kind of yes. really quiet yeah, news, i guess yeah that's that'll be interesting so they're really putting a lot of hopes into their uh tight end they took in the first round the so in your early, in your early uh fantasy uh uh study up here how high is Tannehill on the draft in the quarterback listing right now he's got to be pretty high up there right eh? Tannehill? Uh, yeah. I know yeah. everyone's always so like scared of that name in fantasy, but 
with yeah, the weapons no, he has around him in last year's season, like he's got to be a top five, is he not? No, I don't think. Don't no, think no. so. Not no, he still couldn't respect yet. He still couldn't be top five because you got Watson. Well, if he plays, you if he plays, troubling yeah. off season. Watson, Russell, Rogers, if he plays, so Rogers, he might be, Wilson, he might be Kyler Murray. Top five just by process of elimination here, Mike. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Kyler, you got Kyler Murray. You've got um, what's his name in Buffalo? You've yeah. got Allen. Yeah, you've got Allen. You've got Fields is probably going to be pretty damn good on the Chicago this yeah. year, even which is rookie. crazy, man. I'm so excited yeah. for that. Tannehill would be in the like the low end QB one. I'd say like yeah, somewhere 10, 12. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting so excited. I, don't, I never pay, NFL football. Oh. I never pay attention too much to quarterbacks because I always take one in the 12th round and it almost always works out or maybe like the 10th round because there's just so many available. Yeah. And you that are yeah. serviceable unless it's a two quarterback league that well, makes things totally different, but. Right. And if it is just a one quarterback league, you can, as long as you get a quarterback that is middle of the road, he gives you good value for your pick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you don't want to, the replacement value of that compared to wasting a second or third round pick right. on Mahomes or. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you miss out on a super good player that a super good wide receiver running back. Exactly. Speaking of good uh, running back, Todd Gurley is still looking for. Uh, yeah, to somebody, which is kind of surprising. The old that, knees, the, the knees yeah. are a little mm-hmm. uh, worn down. Yeah, he did not look the same last year. Now, is that because he's coming off of the injury and maybe give him that year to recover, or is it running backs bad knees? Call it a career. I think he's got. I wouldn't say call it a career, but he's not going to be the like, he'll early. Leave early. He, he, has get, going to, oh, he has to be willing to go job. play somewhere for cheap, I think, is probably his situation, right? Yeah, he's going to get a job. It might just be until somebody gets injured in training camp or whatever, and then he'll go somewhere for sure. He's still, yeah, serviceable, but is, he's not, and he's not young anymore. He's like, forget what he's he been is. Been around. Late 20s, which is old for a running back. Yep. How how important is the position, though, to have a, a running back of like maybe his nature with that extra game in the league now? Right, like uh, 17 games, that's that's huge. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's one game. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it makes a big difference. I don't like that. I agree. It was perfect. I loved the NFL season length and everything. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's not going to look any different as far as the end of the season. It'll end the right. same time, but, but still, like 17, 16, like, I don't know. They're always in fit. If for football, I'm okay with that. In an extra week for me to throw some money away on. Yeah, yeah I do. Cool. I play a ton of sports. I, I'd be upset if, like, if the NHL or if the NBA, or <laughs> 83 NBA, games. Yeah, if they expanded, but 16, I can handle going to 17. I guess there's. So I They'll guess probably go to 18 eventually too. Probably. Oh, that's play. definitely coming. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I guess now fantasy football, it'll be week 15. Will be the first week of the playoffs for fantasy. For oh, fantasy, yeah, probably right. yeah. Yeah, because then you'll go 15, 16, 17, because there's going to be a week 18. Yeah. Let the buy. Yeah, that's right. Um, In women's sports, this was awesome. Taya Curry becomes the first female player to be drafted in OHL selection draft history. 16-year-old kid out of uh, Park Hill, Ontario, went 267th overall in the 14th round to the Sarnia Sting. Now... How important is that? Because obviously we've heard of other females being 
um, put into hockey, whether it's like obviously the male game, right? With uh, um, Haley Wickenheiser playing overseas in Finland or uh, Manuel Rayon playing the exhibition game uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Like this is, this is how big of a deal is this with her being selected in the OHL draft? This is her. I think it's yeah. I think it's a bigger deal than me, Riom, even because Riom was a gimmick. This is this is a gimmick. I agree. She earned yeah. her. She earned her draft. I saw her. Uh, I saw her Ron McLean interview her. Yeah, it was, her. That, it was great. Yeah, she seems very comfortable in her own skin. Like I don't think she's gonna. <laughs> How funny! You know, like, is that she a was very a sixteen-year-old female goaltender has more energy and more uh, like uh, charisma than. 32 year old nhl players oh i know the media the media training hasn't got to her yet <laughs> exactly that's yeah, always great you can just tell it's like yeah they haven't like whittled her down her personality <laughs> which is awesome to see <laughs> yeah so do you find now obviously goaltending is a totally different position as far as female players playing in men's leagues or, or playing with the men obviously it's I don't want to see it's an easier position to play because it's not, not at all. But do you see maybe more teams selecting uh, women players when it comes to minor hockey or maybe seeing more women player getting a shot in men's leagues, whether it's overseas or even here? Again, one of these things I can only really go off of what I've heard from other people's reporting, but it does sound like there is more talent down the pipeline that will be coming up and following in suits, uh, getting drafted into minor leagues like the, like the O and stuff like that. So, and we're not talking just goaltending though. No, like other positions. Like I think this got some headlines, but I don't think it got big, big headlines. Not, not the way it should have. I think when that first female for center or we, you know, when that gets, when she gets drafted, that's the that's kind of that big barrier, right? Sure. That I look at for you know, like that will be a huge, huge deal. Not I would agree. I'm not taking anything away from this at all because this is very it's much huge. huge in its own right. But I agree be, because it's not a traditional play uh, position where physicality comes into role, right? Like as well, a goaltender, those, your job well, is stop the, the idiot, puck. All the idiot chauvinist male pigs yeah. out there would say, "Well, she's just in the net. She's not really yeah. you know playing hockey, right?" When, right. When those girls start, you know, coming out playing defense and start banging in the corners with the big boys and holding their own, that's when things change. But I, I'll tell I, you, and I don't think we're fought that far off from it. From what I hear from what some of the reporting that I've heard last week, like I agree. Next three to five years, you'll see it become I don't want to say commonplace, but it, it will, it'll be there. It'll be there, yeah. Yeah, like a like a player like Taylor Woods, who just signed another contract with the Toronto Six. Um, she is an animal. Like, I would not want to play in the corners with her. She yeah. will mess me up. Well, and you have the thing too. Once, once it starts to happen once or twice, teams have to look at this aspect. Okay, I can how, how deep would a draft like that go? Seven rounds, let's say. <laughs> right. I Are you? Take, or do you mean like I OHL? Take a, I could take a total. Yeah, that was 14th. She was selected Four, the 14th. 14th round. So yeah. you get to the point of 10th round, 11th round. Yeah. You're kind of taking sleepers on a lot of these players, probably, sure. right? So yeah. if I could take a sleeper on some guy where I know I have this extremely high-end female talent on the other hand, well, I'll take the chance on the extremely high-talented yeah. female talent in the 10th round. Absolutely. Like that 
that's just start becoming commonplace almost, I would think, in some of these drafts in the next five years probably. Well, and I think when you start seeing the level of training skew heavier to female hockey players, you're going to see a lot more higher-end talent that comes up in yeah. junior hockey. Because, I, I, unfortunately, their level of training is nowhere near what it is for guys because so much money is poured into it, and that's stupid. But it is what it is. So once – like. Taya Curry is almost opening that door for other female players to jump in absolutely. and be like, here we go. Let's do this now. And let's, let's show guys that we can play with them because they absolutely can. I, I don't like this idea where ooh, the Canadian national women's team can't win against junior hockey players. Bull shit. They can't like they're phenomenal players. So that, yeah, that, that's a con- that can be a competitive game for sure. Sure. But yeah, no. When when do you guys think? I wouldn't. I, I don't think there'll ever be a player. But when do you guys think? Just because of biology reasons. But when do you guys think they'll be the first NHL head coach female? Ooh, that's a good question. I think it's closer than closer than most people think. Do you think that's the first league that does it, or the four? I think no, probably basketball. No, I eh? think basketball for sure. Basketball will first. be basketball. We'll see that in five years. I bet basketball. Ooh, less than right. that. I think NHL is pro. We don't even have a female assistant coach on the bench right now in the nope. NHL. So we bear we barely just we got female NHL, players in the in yeah. the uh, like management positions. NHL, right. it could be twenty years before you start seeing females be like. I don't think so. It, I think it it's close to that. that. I think a Tammy Granato would jump into the into a spot fairly quick. Like, I'll <laughs> say I'll say five to ten years. Couple football. Um, there are assistant female coaches in football, right? Yeah, yep. I see that. Fra- f- I see that faster than the NF uh, than the NHL. And really, I see, oh, I don't. I, you don't think so? I, I think. Well, you know what? No, I agree because you can barely get a black coach. Yeah. In the well, NFL. that's that has greatly improved lately. Well, yeah. they, they the NFL, some... you you were here and now you're here. Like, yeah, right. It's yeah. greatly improved. Is yeah. It's not a runny shit. It's a well, scene, it the NFL a is start. a lot yeah. of. No. Uh, she's our strength and conditioning coach. Uh, that's yeah. That's why I've I think it'd be a while. NFL. Like I haven't seen. Okay. I'm not sure if I'm aware of it. And a female in an NFL coaching position that's like in charge of plays or any you know like those yeah. kind of player decisions, personnel. Like I think most of them are in the athletic side of it sure. but i could be wrong on that but i think we have to please. grow up a little bit more and oh i yeah. think bef- beforehand because and like- i think the nhl is the worst when it comes to culture anyway with that right yeah like i think nba um oh uh, what's her what's her face in san antonio i think she's a year or two away from being a head coach like honestly because as soon as Popovich retires, she's she'll take over as head coach for that team. Yeah. I hope so. That's that's what I've, I've I've heard that same story too. So I don't know what the time frame is, but I have heard that. I don't like as he's there as to replace C- him. So oh yeah, and as C- uh, San Antonio goes, like they're not they're not a superstar laden team anymore. They're no. they're struggling. No. I don't think Popovich stays in that situation for too much longer. It'll be too bad. My favorite. Coach of all time, talking yeah. to the media by well, he's, of him any and, sport. It's the best. Steve Kerr is is awesome. I love yeah. listening to Kerr. 
I love Popovich's disdain for the dumb questions. <laughs> it just really makes me laugh. Yeah, it is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good question, Mike, actually. I like that. When do you think we'll see the first woman head coach? I think it's basketball for sure and quick. Yeah, I agree. I think hockey could be the last to do it. Oh, no, baseball. Baseball would be the last to do it because I don't even think it's on its horizon. Yeah, I haven't heard too much on the radar as far as that. Uh, all right, let's get into some NHL. The kind of we already have been, but whatever. Um, I had mentioned this before, and I don't care what you guys say. We'll talk about the Jets-Habs series. <laughs> the Jets swept the Oilers four straight, and then they got swept by Montreal. This is the third time ever since first round went to best of four that that has happened. Um whatever just a stat i don't think it's that important i did see something really interesting though when a team does sweep in the first round and a team goes seventh or like goes the full distance the team that wins the seven game series is actually more likely to win that next series more how much the i see something like that too and i don't remember trends but it wasn't necessarily it's not huge it, but it wasn't taking just games uh, four and like sweeps and sevens into equation. It was oh, was it just like longer series wins? Yeah, the longer okay. versus the short, and a lot in it's some. It was somewhere around seventy percent of the time the team yeah. that played more games in the last series yep. will come out and win the first two games of the next series. It's uh, there is a real advantage to that keeping the momentum going and not yes. letting that rust build. It seems like, and it seems like it's becoming more and more predominant in, in hockey. And I would say this about the jets. I think them winning that series so quick and <laughs> who's got their phone on the table. Oh, sir. No, no, I don't care. I don't care. Uh, it, like, <laughs> like with Montreal, they've been playing basically nonstop hockey since that week that they had off for COVID. So, they're just in the zone, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, every, what do you everyone do? Everyone going that? into that series, it didn't matter fans, media, whatever. They all kind of said the same thing. It's that by the time you get into game fours, fives of the series, Montreal is going to have no legs underneath them anymore. And Winnipeg's just going to be walking all over them. And that was not the case. No, the legs didn't go on Montreal. And like I thought, Winnipeg, Winnipeg and Winnipeg never really got their legs going. Like that I thought, was, yeah, I yeah. thought, I thought Winnipeg's worst two games were four and five, or sorry, three and four. Like, especially game four, yeah. that's your elimination game. They had sixteen shots on net. Yeah, their forwards, their forwards only had nine shots on. I net know it, that's crazy. Bradley, Bradley Carlson joining us oh, here yes. on the podcast. Welcome, brother. Hey, boys, brother Bradley, <laughs> brother Bruce was, in the house. How was the ball game? It was good. Cole's team uh, smoked him. Nice. 16-3 or something like that. Whoa! Do you guys not have mercy rules out there? Well, that's what it was. It was a mercy rule at 16-3. We, uh, it was 12 rip at the end of three. And you have to hit the least the fourth inning to get into mercy rule. Oh, Uh, So, so yeah. Did you DX cross, uh, crotch drop them after the win? (laughs) (laughs) You know (laughs) That's sportsmanship at its finest. That's how it goes. <laughs> uh, sure. we're, we're just talking Jets-Oilers series and how... Jets-Habs? Yeah, yes, Jets-Habs. Yeah. 
Um, I'd rather talk about the Jets Oilers. <laughs> I'm not here to talk smack on you guys at all. I don't want to. Um, I do want some respect for the Habs, though. I know everybody has been like, Toronto's Habs get no respect. Hey, come on. Listen to this. <laughs> Listen to this stat. Seriously, this is sick. They sit second all-time in playoff history to not trail in a game. Since game four against Toronto, Montreal has played 437 minutes, 55 seconds, without trailing in a game. That sits second all-time to the 1960 Canadians who won 4-0 against the Blackhawks and then 4-0 against the Leafs in the cup final. They never trailed in that series. Now, totally different era. But that's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah, I noticed. It was very pressing to watch and highly. Yeah, I, and I get that, for sure. <laughs> the, Jet, the, me off the, a lot. <laughs> the Jets must have, sent, must have been close to setting some sort of record, too, though, because they only led... For what was it like? Yeah, very few couple, in the Edmonton series. Well, yeah. the Edmonton series, they only led for the a comebacks. few minutes. Yeah, comebacks. And they, there was a couple overtimes. So, like, yeah, they came back. They never led in Edmonton. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, has any team led games for less amount of time than the Jets <laughs> did over two rounds? I, That's an interesting stat to find out. Um, That's good. I can do that tomorrow. That'll be my day. <laughs> that will be my day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I think that. the Jets, did they not win three of those games in overtime? Yeah. Can't see others. Two of them for sure. Two for yeah. sure. Was it two or was it the last three? It might have been I the think last it three. was the last three. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Which is ridiculous. They um, won the first game four to one with two empty netters. What's and the then score? I think they were well, all. A newsflash for you boys. This Vegas Colorado game is just getting totally off the hands right now. Is it? It's four three going into the four three, and it's getting physical. It's getting open. It's going to be a great third period. Oh wow! And somebody's going to die in the, on the ice. Vegas? Is it in Vegas or Colorado? It's in Vegas. Vegas. They have crazy fans there. Yes, they do. All right. Great, John Moxley and Renee there. there again. <laughs> Probably. I like crazy that what that. happens when you go to the Cup final your first year of existence. That yeah. does wonders for a fan base. Crazy, like, crazy what happens when the NHL gives you a hockey team right off the hop. You can say whatever you want about it being fair or not fair. But so did Seattle. I was just going to say, they paid a lot of money, uh, <laughs> yeah. but it worked. Seattle like, gets if, if your goal is to create viable franchises yep. for your for your league, right? this worked. Like You yep. look at how hard so, a play... Carolina's had, you know, yep. the that fan base. Nashville, Everybody, any, any Arizona, NHL team before like, them. Yeah, like Tampa Bay, it took a while. Like all these teams, like so. Let me ask you: Vegas question. got it instantaneous. Like why is Florida it? was quick. That was one of the yeah, because Florida went to the Cup final in '96. Yeah. But then it died off too. I think. Yes, it they, did. They, yes, they, it did. Very yeah, much. They so. didn't stay. They didn't stay at that level. So let me ask you a question about Vegas. Why are they exempt from the uh, expansion draft? Like what? Why? Why? Probably because no one thought it was they were really going to be this. They probably thought that that was a fair, you know, and I think the crack the and the Kraken Rose was supposed to be playing this year already, right? No. Didn't no. COVID back the didn't no, it was always back the year initially? No, it was yeah, always it was 2001. This year. Was it? No, no, it was always supposed to be 2001, 2002 was their first season. Which would be this upcoming September. Yeah, I don't think it got pushed back. No, but uh, it was 
when Vegas came in, it was probably well known that they were going for another franchise and Vegas probably made it in terms of their coming into the league that when this other team came in, they would be part of the draft. Yeah. Now, Vegas doesn't Vegas doesn't share in the proceeds from Seattle. But they do not. Kind of, I could give a shit. Now, yeah. and also to be fair, Vegas's uh, side of things too here, they're run by when the these rules were being made up, they probably had no idea they were going to get this good this quick either because a lot of oh, teams use Vegas oh, as yeah. a way to get out of trouble with their with their cap issues, right? Yeah. So Vegas probably ended up with a better team than they ever dreamed that they would be getting out of this draft as well. So, Well, and also Vegas took clear advantage of all the NHL no, absolutely teams. they did. Seattle's not going to have that yeah. advantage. So they should. No, Seattle will not have that advantage. Do you really think teams learned that much? Yes. They maybe learned how to protect a player or two. In, in a but I think there's cap. teams that learn. I, I think to, I think there's, there's an teams opportunity. That how to, yeah, this is how we can bail ourselves out of cap hell right now. By yeah, for sure. Yes, I think you. I think you can see Seattle actually getting a couple more of really more extravagant offers and like big name players <laughs> being offered up to them. Maybe, maybe. But I think I think they have just as good of a chance, and I would be just as shrewd. Uh, players with one year remaining, I would be all over those players because those are the types of players that you can unload the deadline and get yep. high draft picks for as well. Yep. And if, if you have a team, great, roll with what you have. But if you don't, unload those guys, get your first and second round picks and load up just like uh, Vegas has. And that's a recipe to make an instant team. I'd like to see where Vegas is sitting as far as draft picks go for this upcoming draft because it's are they are they sitting with like eight or nine picks for the first or for the uh, for the entry draft this year? Like well, what except for seven. I know that, but I mean like extra picks yeah. that they picked up through trades and, and things of that nature. Because that's that'll be that'll be the big thing for them moving forward too, because they're not going to be losing a player in the expansion draft. So they've got they've still got to navigate through Cap City. No, Vegas only has they have one, two, three, four, five, six picks. Woo! And they've traded a bunch. Yes. They've traded their second, third, fourth, and fifth picks. Oh, but boy. they picked up Jersey second, Winnipeg's fourth, Carolina's fifth. It's a good trade for Winnipeg. Pick. That's a good trade for Winnipeg. Stastny for so, that fourth. Yeah, Stastny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. <clears throat> really good trade. Well, um, so yeah, <clears throat> NHL. Uh, you guys talk about we've we've gone off of this ad infinitum. We don't have to go into the Shifley hit, but the NHL missed a blatant elbow from Kyle Palmieri on Charlie McAvoy in Game Six. Did you guys see that hit mm-hmm. behind the plate? Just a straight bow to the head. And no penalty on the play, which I, I'm okay with the no penalty on the play because if a ref misses that, the ref misses that. And it didn't, That's look, fair. It didn't look like the ref was seeing it. <clears throat> Why isn't player safety jumping in on that, though? Like, what the fuck? Because he we didn't could, get hurt. It's still it. It's clear that the NHL suspends based on injury, and that plays a large part of it. It's definitely, it's definitely in the equation. I don't know yeah. what percentage of the equation it equates yeah, to, yeah. but... It, it plays a factor big time. Yeah. Like, I don't, I see stuff like that, and then I don't blame Mark Shifley for being as pissed off as he was at, at that presser a couple of, and a couple of days ago. Like, it's got to be totally frustrating for a guy in that situation. Like, 
like you said, it's a blatant shot to the head. And you can say what you want about Shafley's. It, there's things that are debatable in Shafley's. This is cut and dry. Like, this guy should be suspended for this and doesn't even get a phone call from the league. It's just, it doesn't make much sense. No, just a little bit of consist- consistency would be fine. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Did we lose our host? We did. I think he's making yeah, deals. Yeah. yeah. He's selling some drugs right now or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's plotting a coup to take over the mayorship of Winkler. <laughs> yeah. That'd be good, actually. It'd be, shouldn't be stiff competition. <laughs> so, so now, okay, we have a chance here. The Habs, the Habs guy's not in the room. Has the Shifley talk been overblown? Like, is he getting a raw deal with it, like how he's being treated based on the comments they made at that exit interview? What do you? Oh guess? yeah, like I don't. Yeah, like he was. He was asked what his opinion was. It wasn't like he went out on Twitter and made unsolicited comments. No. And, uh, you know, was was bitching, complaining like that. Someone asked him what he about it, and yeah, of, of course he's going to think that the penalty was stiff. He doesn't have a track record with the uh, Department of Player Safety, like uh, Kadri, who got significantly more. But you look at the other stuff, they like, oh, yeah, I get why he was upset. And I mean... Yeah, what's the response supposed if, to be? like? Yeah. Well, that's you what know, I, that's if, what if I was he was suspended two that. games anyways, they still, like it probably should have been, they still lose a series. More than likely. Oh, yeah. Whether, whether, just, whether it's two or four. That. Yeah, I'm not saying no, no, that I know, I, I, know, I know, yeah. no. But it, yeah, someone asked him about it. Yeah, he's, uh, what are you gonna, you gonna bend over and, you know, bow down to Department of Player Safety when you, why? Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah, think he owed yeah. anybody anything at that point. Whoa, like he had. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> there he, here he comes. Let the half pass start yelling. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Okay, as far as the suspension goes. The fact that it was four games, whether it was two or four, whatever, uh, I thought it should have been more based off of making an example of a play that you don't want in the game. And I understand you're going to be more than four. I do, because he he took a player out of this series. And I agree that you can't necessarily suspend a guy based off of injury. And so that's what, what should the, have it been? I think it should have been five. For the for the series, okay. so, so, but but so why but why not? No, but, why not? Listen to me. Hold on for a second. Why not five? You guys are saying you can't. It like, I don't understand this argument of it's because it's the playoffs. The games mean double. No, they, they do, do they, not. No, they don't. If you have a they, suspension, like the NFL, but that's how they do it. That okay, but that's that not right. Precedence. They suspend lighter in the playoffs, which is what is right is is irrelevant. Okay, that okay. is how they I, do it. All right, sure, I agree with you there. Yes, that is you what can't they be do. ad hoc and, deciding. Oh, now now it's I, time to get. Just, I agree. just like a penalty in the regular season is a penalty in the regular season that isn't a penalty in the playoffs. I agree. I think that it's, is stupid. I know you do, but that's just not how they do it. Okay. And the fact that he got four games yeah. was probably equivalent to a 15 game suspension. Eight, in. I was going to say eight to 12 game suspension in yeah. the regular season. See, but sure. I don't see him getting an eight to 12 suspension in the regular season for that hit because of, so, oh, it's a first, it's a first offense. And you could maybe fight the argument that he was playing the body and not playing 
Uh, like you, you play the body, you're taught to play the body when you're growing up and keep your head up and all this stuff. Everybody's making Mark Shifley the victim and not the guy that created this incidence on himself. That's the problem with this. Too many people are defending the hit and saying it was a legal check when no, it wasn't. But that's not Mike. That's not Mark Shifley making himself a victim. Well, Mark Shifley saying that's that he Mark got. Shifley, that's fans of the Jets and Mike Sh- Mark Shifley saying they don't agree. Sure. With wh- what they saw, that's not. But you, it doesn't matter. control. It doesn't matter if you agree with the suspension or not. Come off looking like a hero, not like the guy that turned heel and just fuck everybody. You guys don't believe in my team. You, like I shouldn't have been suspended. They you guys didn't. Said, no, Mark. They didn't. Mark Shifley. No, like yeah, media, at, at the like, start of the playoffs, no one believed yeah, in the Jets. Yeah, Jets yeah, but nobody, nobody believed in the comments. Habs. Nobody believed in the Habs. You don't yeah. see any Habs players sitting there going, oh, you guys didn't believe in us. Who cares? Who cares? You, didn't, you don't see any Habs players got suspended for when they should have got suspended too. <laughs> yeah, but to think that the Toronto uh, player, like people are going, ooh, um, George Peros pulling one for his former team. The fucking guy played 23 games with the Habs. There's oh, no, no, like, no, yeah, but no, Jets no, fans are legit. legit that, that's legit, the first I've ever heard of that. Go and look it up the, online. The, legit the perils, saying yeah, shit the like perils that. Being, the perils being a, a homer for the Habs as, is as laughable as your theory of the ref who calls the games against the Habs. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> oh, I don't, it's not a, I'm not saying it's a theory. That's, he calls games like I would if I was the coach for my daughter's hockey team. I'd be a lot harder on her because she's <laughs> I, my daughter. He's I don't the, think these guys give a shit who, what team is playing. I really tell, tell that to a guy who got kicked out of basketball because he was uh, giving a shit about calling calls on teams to make money. Well, that's different. <laughs> yeah, sure. If, if, you, if you think he's getting money, then... Yeah, but an, an NHL referee got fucking like. What are you talking about? An NHL referee literally this year was put out to pasture before he could retire for calling games that he shouldn't have been calling the the way that he was. That wasn't a money thing or a team specific no, it wasn't. thing. It wasn't it, a team specific thing. It wasn't no, like I hate this team. No, I, don't I love think, this I don't team, so I'm going to go harder against this team. I don't it think was, Chris Lee hates the Montreal Canadiens. I think Chris Lee's from Quebec and is more likely to call penalties against canadians to what's the word i'm looking for to alleviate suspicion that he would be uh, making calls for the habs i'm still waiting for that study show me the the, <laughs> the difference in his officiating yeah. and their p- pims i'll find it against I'll find somebody else i'll find that for you <laughs> let's see it i'll find it for you but the, uh, and, and the jets well. the jets peros is is a homer for Montreal. I've not heard one person I know say that. I, like, in Dana's defense, I, I, I did see it a couple times. Oh, I'm sure you can. But I think it was. I think it was more of in the joking kind of way that I seen it passed off as anyone being serious about it. But oh, maybe that aside, I've also uh, seen online about people saying that after the COVID vaccine, you have keys and forks and spoons stick to their head. Do you guys <laughs> see that video? And body, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> like I said, like I the said, they kicked off the podcast. I can't wait to be Magneto in a couple weeks. It's gonna be unreal. <laughs> oh my goodness! Look, look at this pen stick to my chest. I can't believe it's staying there. Wow, idiots! <laughs> Just dumb. No, but but when it comes back to Shifley though, and that and everything, they're like, I don't buy this narrative. He's trying to make himself the victim in this. Like, 
Well, he is, he, he you, came unsaid. He came unsaid. Leave my parents alone. Yes. And people turn to that and say, "Well, he's just trying to defer the attention somewhere else and try to make himself and his family look like the victims here." I don't, I don't think that. so. I don't buy any, that any, either. Any any time that line gets crossed, you sat you stand up and you stick yes. up for your family. Oh, for sure. Yes, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And then he doesn't agree with the suspension, and that's I don't have an issue with a guy not disagreeing but, with being with the punishment. Okay, when you look at the, the fact that. He missed last year's playoff due to injury and then has a suspension that is at best questionable throwing at him that knocks him out of – I'm not, I'm not going to say it's fair to say knocks him out because he That's did the throw the hit and he earned a couple of games, but he didn't earn to be put out to pasture for the rest of that series. No. And I, don't, I just don't know what people are expecting at that interview – like we're saying they expect them to like be there, like be happy, smiling. And like, nope. here's the thing. Like, I just We've, don't get it. We joke about hockey players. And Mike said this earlier being just like fixated. And, and here's, here's your media training and all this kind of stuff. If, if any, like he has, he's come off incredibly unlikable with his comments on this whole thing. And it doesn't matter if you like Shifley. I actually like Shifley as a hockey player. I Like, when he got selected by the Jets, I was like, that's a great pick. Good job. But the hit happens. He doesn't appear at all contrite on what he did. Like, his, his whole media availability where he talks about, oh, I hope he's okay. Like, he looked like a guy who gave zero shits about it. And whether you want to – like, that's that's up for debate on whether or not it was whatever. But then – when you ask him about this hit and, and the outcome of this series for him to go, well, the, like I, I didn't, I didn't get to play with my, my team again. Well, what about Jake Evans? Like he is the victim in this all doesn't matter if Mark Shifley tried to kill him or not, or whatever, that doesn't matter at all. But Jake Evans was out, didn't get to play another game, might not see the rest of this playoffs, whatever the situation with him and Shifley's coming not skating with the team already. Uh, no. But I, I haven't, I haven't seen the, that. I, maybe he I, has. Maybe. I haven't seen anything on that. thought he was skating today. I might be wrong, though. That, but, maybe. Um, but, but, like, regardless of what that is, Shifley coming out and talking about how, like, uh, I didn't get to skate with my teammates in the rest of the series. And, um, like, it was the Department of Player Safety that took me out of the rest of the series. Like, no, they didn't. You made that hit. You made the decision to knock Jake Evans into next year. That's on you, whether it's a four or two game suspension, whatever. His frustration was, he just didn't agree. He agreed with sure. being suspended. Just, just not just the shut way. your mouth. Like, don't even talk about it. And you would think the Winnipeg Jets media people would be like, Mark, don't even, don't even engage with it. If they ask you just be like, ah, there's nothing I can do about it. Is, his season yeah, just is. ended. Sure. Sure, but every jet is salty. Yeah, but there was I like when Blake Wheeler was talking, I actually agreed with a lot of what Blake Wheeler Okay, Wheeler was Now saying. if Mark Shafley gets asked that question and doesn't stand up for himself, what's the narrative? I what's think the that's narrative bullshit. of Mark Shafley in the Winnipeg market. He's soft, he doesn't stand up for himself or his team. Yeah, but he comes off like even Winnipeg Jets fans are saying he's coming off as super whiny. Like just accept your punishment and move on. There's nothing you can do about it. What is being salty going to prove to anybody at this point in the game? Whether he's right or he's wrong. 
being salty about your family is one thing fucking rip into the media and rip into fans for attacking your family 1000% you talking about shitting like all he's doing now if he makes say another play where maybe he hits a guy from behind in the boards now he's giving department of player safety every reason to fucking throw the book at him I don't see that. Really? I, Tell that to Brendan Gallagher if, if he who, gets who bitches at the rest and for the never gets time. a call. If they're going to start suspending him because of something he said? Yes, that'd be outrageous. No, no. That I mean, you'll, be... you'll never see that, but are you kidding me? If you're being salty in an interview where you're talking about your suspension and why you that shouldn't should. be suspended and you come off as an asshole, they're not going to make a decision to maybe talk like, here, fucking learn your lesson. If, if they're good, if they're basing suspensions on that kind of stuff, oh, yeah. they're basing, yeah, whether you think okay. he's learning yeah, but, a lesson, uh, but you guys are basing I, I suspensions get, off I of injuries. The understanding of this no. guy's been suspended four times and he's come back here and he's clearly not learning a lesson from us, right? But they didn't even give Mark yeah. the option to learn a lesson, but we they, don't know. You're based Man. on your argument, you're saying. We want to give him two games, but I don't think he's going to learn anything from two games. So we're going to give him that extra two be- because You're, of a, okay. a lack of a benefit of a doubt on him and give him an extra two games. Now, that here's, here's the problem with this, with your argument. That meeting that he had should have taken an hour tops. It took literally all afternoon and people were making fun of it taking that long. Why would it take that long? Maybe Mark Shifley was for sure sitting there and, I'm obviously just speculating at this point. Maybe he's sitting there going, like, I didn't do anything wrong. You like, why are you or, suspending and being a Or maybe about? it had to do with something that it's a pretty much unprecedented uh, suspension that sure. they're handing out. Like, there is no why is that, um... that they can find to compare anything to this. Like, when they went back through the adults of the NHL to find charging suspensions, they found a charging suspension uh, in two regular season games. One you- where a guy came out of the penalty box and, and, and skated to the to the, the dot in the offensive and delivered an elbow. And the other one is where a guy charged a goalie. So there's are you not really off of actual factor or are you just speculate? Those are the only two other suspensions where they pick guys with for charging suspensions. So oh, okay. So you're you're looking at a pretty narrow little so if sliver that you can base your suspension off of. Okay. And so if you're if you're saying that then why is four games so outrageous if it's unprecedented? Well, because those guys both in regular season got four or five games and Shifley, and Shifley got hit with four playoff games. How long ago were those were those suspensions? Uh, one was, well, it was Lundqvist and Dustin Penner that got run over, so you're not talking no more than probably in the last five to ten years both of them happened. Way longer than that. Dustin Penner's been out of the league for how long? I think there's been there's been other instances in the playoffs where people have been suspended for doing uh, suspended less for doing more than what Shifley did. Sure. And and the fact that he has no previous record is is why there's such yeah. debate. But the how, only thing you can go off is his previous record and what happened on the ice. And based and the, off that, it's two and, games too and much. The interview the in, just, and the interview in which you're having with the player. Otherwise, well, why we, even have interviews with the players? Okay, but to get their, but, their side of the play and what sure. happened. Right. And if but, he comes but, and if he comes in and goes, I didn't do anything wrong. What do you do? But with that, that wouldn't but that wouldn't be the question they're asking. They'd be, they would ask Mark Shafley, okay, explain to me what happened on the ice during this play. Sure. Explain your mindset, why you did this. 
They wouldn't be asking him, how many games do you think I should suspend you for? They're not asking you so, questions like, are you going to learn your lesson if I give you two questions, I, two I games, know. right? Like, and this is all speculation anyway. We have yes. no idea. What was yeah, yeah. So exactly. I'm just going off from what I've seen with my eyes. Press conferences don't matter. No, and press conferences for players, I think, are the worst anyway, because you all you always set up players and coaches in the worst possible situations because you've got the dumbest of questions asked. Like in the in the Paul Maurice question, they were asking about um, <laughs> what do you what do you do with a player like Mark Shifley when he gets back out of the ice? And he, he just looked. He's like, like I, I well I welcome him back on it. Like what are you? That's a funny for? question. Like what are you looking <laughs> yeah. for in something like that? Like I just if that's the case, get rid of media media availability. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a ri- that's wow. a really funny question. We got to make an example of him <laughs> yeah, and have him yeah. sit for an extra game. NHL what do you do with done now? Hard punishment. <laughs> what do you do with them? Ridiculous. But wow. what do you do with your best player when you got him back after two games? Too many. Yeah, I just. I guess I just didn't get the aspect of, and I don't know. This is where you're going to get upset, Damon. But why the why the Habs fans felt like they were owed something in this? Like, well, I heard Aaron Angles um, on Tim and Sid there, like that. Shafley doesn't owe the fans of Montreal apology or explanation like that. I, I agree. Just, that some of that was just see. I think in the narrative. I think one of the things that comes out of that is the fact when Paul Byron got a three-game suspension for his hit, which was way less than what Shifley got. And I guess and what everybody's telling me here is those suspensions in the playoffs—they're not as like you don't get suspended as long because playoff games mean two. I, I think uh, like if that's the way the NHL looks at things and and sure, if it is, then you need to completely rethink your whole idea of what discipline is because you make zero example of a guy, whether you suspend him one game in the regular season or one game in the playoffs, like it makes no sense. And then there's the whole aspect of $5,000 being the ultimate fine when it comes to players, which is just the most laughable thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the NHL, when it comes to discipline, is completely broken. And that's on the players, but it's also on the league. Now, Kev, with what you're saying about Montreal fans feeling owed, I don't know if it's so much being being owed anything as, like I say, when Paul Byron got suspended, he came out right away and was contrite and accepted his his suspension. He didn't bitch about it every turn. And they asked him about that suspension a lot, just like Shifley. Obviously not as much because this is playoffs and it's a totally different situation. But he was asked a ton about it and he just kept saying, like, I, I got suspended. I, I got a man up. I take my suspension. I come back out in the ice and I make sure that never happens again. Shifley hasn't done that once. Like, if he just goes, you know what? I got suspended. It sucks. I got to just take responsibility for my actions, make sure it doesn't happen again. This thing is done. And yeah, but then he's but then he's lying through his teeth too. If that's not how he truly feels, man, he he went he gave his press conference after the suspension and apologized to Byron, gave his thoughts his thoughts and prayers. Of, you know, like he gave he said all those kind of things in his first media veil to the after the incident happened. So I don't know. There's like, did you see is that? Expected did you see to, that? Is he expected to lead with every interview with? Oh, like, no, no, I'm sorry, no, 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 no. Like, but did you see that interview? The first one after the suspension. Yes. Yeah. It was this. Yeah, but... Okay. Man, come find on. Why, one, find, why is this a thing, though? Yeah, find the me guy's one example of Mark Shifley 
showing any emotion with a camera in front of him. Like Mark Shetty is so, the most unemotional player you're ever gonna find. Like he shows no emotion at all. Like, but like you just, just Mark injured being Mark Shifley. But you just injured a guy. Like you, you just injured a guy. You don't feel bad about that at all. He I, said he did. He yeah, said he, he, wishes, he like, said he did. I feel really bad for what I did to Jake. But like I said, that I'm is sorry, and my hopes and like, thoughts are with him. Like. Read it off a of paper, sure, I guess, but it doesn't come off as like he's actually so Mark Shifley is not the type of guy who's going to be there with tears in his eyes. Mark Shifley is one of those robotical hockey players sure. who is yeah. gonna, okay. I'll accept that, you know, has that kind of demeanor built into him. So I just, I guess, yeah, but I've is seen there the same reaction? He's more animated with being mad about this than he is about being sorry for a guy that got hurt. How does is there the same sense? reaction from other fan bases? Yeah, but this like, is no, but no, this is this is another extreme. What's happened with Shifley in this? I agree. Or what's going on with Shifley? But incident. it's not. It is not just Habs and Jets fans that are acting about. Like this is teams and, and fans from all over the Th- league. that are upset about Shifley's reaction to everything after the fact. Yeah, because it's not just Montreal media. It's TSN. It's Sportsnet. It's NBC. It's ESPN. They're all talking okay. about this stuff. So, like, okay. for me as a Habs fan, I honestly, as me as a Habs fan. I really don't give a shit. His season's done. We've moved on to the next round. I thought that's we handled, where I'm at. I thought we handled it as a team. As <laughs> I thought my Montreal Canadian team <laughs> handled it as well as you could have. Don't engage with the bullshit and just win. And yeah. that's all I could have asked for the team. I think if Montreal had engaged in shit, then this series could have been a completely different thing. Because you would have given Winnipeg a reason to fight back. Yeah. And and okay, yeah. so move on. I just I, I thought it was just kind of strange. Like I just what I like I said. Like when I see like I I don't know. Maybe it's just that one Aaron Ingles interview on Tim and, and City gave. Like yeah, and he it came just, off real hot. I agree. Yeah, he came off hot, and he and he was like, it was almost like he was trying to push the buttons of the Habs fans' bait brass to like, let's jump on this, you know. And it just it just rubbed me the wrong way. That that whole the way I've seen that play out there and some of the but, interaction on social media, which I know I shouldn't really pay any attention to whatsoever <laughs> anyway, but. But it's not even just Aaron Angles, right? Like uh, what's his face? Um, TS, uh, what's his Greg button said this, like he went off on Shifley too. And he was, I'm extremely disappointed in his reaction and things like that. Like I, again, media availability for sports figures. What are you expecting out of these? especially with hockey players that have zero personality. Like you, all you're doing at this point is looking for shit to write about. That's it. Well, they served it up for him. Oh man. Did they ever, but now, now as a Winnipeg jet, like as the team PR person, are you not sitting there going, let's not even make him available for this. Like, this is just a bad idea. He has no choice. All players, yeah, be, all players have yeah. to be yeah. made available for Caesar for that for that media availability. Okay, so you go into that media availability. You have that PR person next to him. You pull the mic. <laughs> like just, <laughs> how, that would look good. No, that would, <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no. You have some. No. You have obviously. You pull, Mark when I say pull the mic, media problems beforehand. If they did that, now <laughs> uh, no. What I mean by pull little, the mic little is little Mark safely can't even handle his own questions. They got to get someone <laughs> yeah. to pull the mic and take care of him out too. Uh, no, no, objection, no. Your Honor. <laughs> now, what I mean by pull the mic is you have the PR person there, and as soon as that question comes out, you look at him and you go, "Don't even bother answering that. Just move on to the next question." Like yeah, nobody was there. They just let him go. Like it just makes it look way worse, does it not? 
No. You don't no, think that I think came it's... off way worse than that interview? Then I think the, me- the media is allowed to ask him that question once, which Ken Reed did. Yeah, sure. And they move, and you should be able to move on from it. It's just for some reason, media Good. hasn't been able to get, move on from this. Right. They've, and Ken, that's, that's, and I don't know. Media. I don't know. Maybe this is just the idea of Montreal has no, a no, week no. Off in between a series and they got nothing better to talk about. And we have to. Yeah, but Kev, this is Winnipeg media asking him this stuff, not Montreal media. No, I'm saying that's why all of media is talking about is because the Canadian team isn't left playing anymore. So we got nothing else really to talk about Canadian hockey-wise. So we'll just talk about Mark Scheifele for the next few days. Yeah, what on earth would the Winnipeg sports media talk about other than that? Yeah, (laughs) Nothing. Sure. Okay, that's fine. I don't but know. anyway, I'm done talking about Mark Scheifele. Yeah, let's yeah. move on. I'm, I'm done, done talking with the Jets and everything involved in that situation. <laughs> Brad, did you see the uh, the the Trois-Rivières Lions logo? Yeah, that was slick. I love it. So we came yeah. up with a list. Did you come up with a list of logos? Smart, uh, smart sexy logos? If you know last if you haven't. I, I didn't. Uh, okay. Then we'll talk about but, ours. If you want to come up with three yeah. right now, you can. If not, then no. Yeah. Okay. We'll give our list and then Brad will okay. Mikey, come up with three cookies for us, maybe. Mikey, you go first. Okay. Mine aren't – well, my third one is kind of fun, but my first two are pretty just Homer. Uh, 80s, 80s Winnipeg Jets. Okay. The the dark blue crest. The yeah. the, 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 the like what we have for the Heritage. Heritage. Yes, the Heritage Classic yeah. one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And actually – other than the Heritage Classic stuff, the modern Jets logo is one of my least favorite of all time. I think it sucks. Like, yeah, I like the I like the Heritage yeah. Classic yeah. stuff, but like, two, I don't. Two point two point oh, 90s Jets. Two point oh. I'm not. I agree. I hate of, it. Uh, outside the Heritage jersey, I'm not a fan of really anything jersey wise Jets. Oh, it's yeah. logo jerseys. This I have on my wear in my games, but I'm not a big fan of any of this stuff. Yeah, you, got, you guys don't like the aviation jets jersey? Oh, no, hate the aviators. <laughs> uh, now, why do you guys dislike the current Jets logo? I think it's ugly. It's I, I just don't. It's just it just doesn't do much on. for me. It's yeah. It's just it's just kind of bland and blocked. It's just I I don't. I, I, I never think, been okay, a fan so of it. They had to ask permission. This is what I've heard. I, I should research this, but yeah. they had apparently had to ask permission from the Maple Leafs to be able to have the Maple Leafs yes, they did. in the jersey. They did. You, yeah. To me, if you have to ask another team to have permission, don't do it. Yeah, uh, there's a couple other examples they had of that. I can't I won't be able to come up, but there's it's well, not the, uncommon. But I, I know. Uh, but I just yeah. think if you have to ask permission from another team, why have it in your logo? Come up with something else. Their logo obviously is based off of the military. Um, um, dub, 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 military. Yeah, that's uh, the other thing uh, that doesn't uh, do me a ton. I agree. I agree. Why are you paying homage to something that makes no sense to your franchise? Why don't you pay homage to your franchise? I don't like tying militarism up in sports at all when it happens a little too much. So, sure. Yeah. That's not why I don't. Like that's I, not I my don't... main reason. I think it's just ugly, but yeah, it's just, I, uh, yeah. I just think it's a bland logo. It's just, but I don't, I don't like that either. It just doesn't pop a lot. Like I agree, logo should pop, and I think the Jets <laughs> just kind of the thing that pops about it the is the red leaf that you had to ask another team about. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. What's number two, Mikey? Number two, Chicago Bears. Basically, any era. I love a great symbol, simple logo. I love the colors. 
It's the stuff I wear the most <laughs> out of my sports teams. I, I think it looks the best. I agree. Number three is a specific. It's not just a team. It's um, the Las Vegas Outlaws. He hate me. Rod Smart jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Anything, anybody that managed to play in games with he hate me on the back of his jersey. Is really <laughs> That's pretty good. That's great. I miss uh, the, I was a huge Outlaws guy. Huge Vegas Outlaws fan. Are you, are you, are you being serious with this? Like, like, I did watch the first. I watched the that original XFL. I watched the first game. And uh, yeah, it was the trainer like JR and and yeah. Jesse the body yes. calling everybody oh. pukes on the, yeah. on, the <laughs> on the football yeah. mode. Yeah. Oh my yes. god! And then crazy. I think me along with everyone else on Earth uh, cut didn't watch week two. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kev, what's yours? Um, well, my first one's gonna be obvious if you know me. Chicago Got the Blackhawks on there for sure. Uh, it is a great of, logo. Yeah, it's a great logo, and I mean, colors maybe are awesome. the colors work pop. Yeah, it's there's really not much bad you can say about that logo. Kind of ties in with the Jets and their military uh, usage yeah. there, but maybe it goes back to a little time where it's a little more of a respected story than maybe what Mike doesn't like about the Jets one. I don't know, but I, I, I would agree with that. Do you think they'd ever change the name? I don't think so. I think if they had to, they would, just yeah. like any other of the teams. But I find that anytime that controversy comes up surrounding other teams, the Blackhawks are usually the one team that are left alone. Like they're, yeah, they're not brought up a lot, and I think that has a lot to do with that. They've respected that logo and that name uh, in the proper way for a long time already. Right. Where, the Seminoles is the same way. Where, the Seminoles. Like, yeah. Hey, yeah, we have like, in Manitoba the... here. We have a junior hockey team that just changed their name this week, and they were the Nipawan Natives. Yeah, they they changed it. I didn't know that until okay. like yesterday. Yeah. Like they're but they're literally called the Natives, and they did it because well, the league was going to mandate us to do it anyway, so we might as well get ahead of the curve. Was their yeah. explanation yeah. nothing to do with the fact that it might be wrong? <laughs> right? But no, the yes, league will right. make us do it eventually, yeah. so we might as well do it. That one but, is kind of but funny. when you look like the tuxedo crackers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but when you yeah. look at like any NHL team now that plays like in Winnipeg, they have their special thanks to the First Nations community for the land that the game is being played on. Right? It's yeah. this yeah. treaty land. The Blackhawks have been doing that for like twenty years now. Like, yeah. and, and I'm not gonna, and I'm not gonna say that the Blackhawks have always been perfect because there was a time and place where you would see white people in the crowd wearing a freaking oh, yeah. wearing a headdress oh, yes. and having war yeah. pants. Like, that was. That was a time too, but they yeah. they kind of caught on, I think, earlier, and they they do a lot to keep that uh, heritage strong. So, but I think if it had to, I think if they would. I don't think um, they need to. No, I think they do a good job respecting yep. that. Uh, number two, uh, I say in Chicago, Chicago Bulls. Oh yeah, Ooh. okay. The bull head to me—that's just that's one of the. It's iconic, and it's like. It's strong. It's fierce. Furious. It's furious. It's intimidating. But it's, but it's somewhat simple yet, too, right? Like, yeah. So, yeah, I got two from there. And then my third one, I'm going off the board. My third one here. You guys will have to look this one up as I'm talking. I'm going to single A baseball. Oh, no. <laughs> the Mud Hens. No. The, the, Carolina, the Carolina 
the Carolina Disco Turkeys. What? Oh my gosh. You go look this up and tell me they don't have some of the best oh merchandising and logo in, wow. in the Carolina business right now. Disco I'm looking. Turkey. <laughs> oh, it's almost like an NBC thing. Oh my God. It's like a it is amazing. NBC logo. The set, this, their brand, like this, this is this change just came in this year for this team. They don't ship to Canada yet. Me and another buddy have been asking them. But as soon as they ship to Canada, I'll be rocking their gear. I love it's that. Like that. Like, that is fantastic. That is, that is John Travolta as a turkey. That is I exactly was say Elvis or something. Yeah, John it Travolta is, is probably closer. Why? Why does he have peacock feathers though? What's the? Point? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like just turkeys really still matter. have a big, pretty big plume like that. Wild turkey. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Have you ever seen those things? They they just hang around in like Wildwood on the Winnipeg River, right now. <laughs> on people's yards. And up shit, at yeah. uh, up at um, what's my call? Two Birds Hill, wandering yep. around there like crazy. Mikey's got a Chicago Bears hat on. I yeah. like it, sir. Here, pull her out. All right, uh, my three. You'll be surprised. Montreal Canadiens is the obvious one, but I'm not going with oh. that one. Um, the Hartford Whalers, easily one of the the. Smartest th- logo. Three or one. Three or one. Huh? Are you counting down or counting up? Uh, there's no particular. No in order to care. No okay. particular order. Hartford Whalers, yeah. Just the smart, smart, smart logo. Mike is today days old. Uh, he didn't know the H was in the Hartford Whalers logo. So you got, the, you, you got the O, you got the H, you got the W, and you got the whale tail. It's just such a great logo. So that's so that's my good. number one. I love it. I think the New Jersey Devils logo also is extremely smart. Obviously, you've got the devil tail and mm-hmm. the the um, horns at the top as well, and then the NJ is in there. So that's I think that's a smart. We're the Devils. The Devils. Putty <laughs> Putty's a big fan of the Devils. Yeah, big face painter. Yeah, and then I, I don't care what anybody says. The New York Islanders, their fishermen. No. Oh my God. Fisherman's friend. It's such a fun logo. I like it. It's such a fun logo. I like it. It's a fun logo. I bet you their that... regular one is awesome. Yes, like it is. Yes. I agree. And it's smart too because you get the NY and then you get the island as well. I like both. The fisherman logo wouldn't have been nearly as bad if it wasn't accompanied by such a shitty jersey colors and everything if that had stayed the same new york islanders colors i bet you people wouldn't have shit on it so much it wasn't that bad i like it because it is so ridiculous but... yeah yeah so there you go Brad, did you so ridiculous. Or no? yeah i got three uh two of which have been picked already coming oh. in number three the bulls oh. okay. just so okay. Okay. intimidating uh you know, like blood on the horns. Just you, you, you sported some pierce. bulls gear back in the day. I have back in the. I had the starter jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Did, didn't want to go with the Raiders one because you got beat up for. Those. <laughs> <laughs> bulls, yeah. bulls was borderline. If you get beat and they up don't let that. you into half the bars that you want to go into in a Raiders yeah, exactly. jacket like that. Yeah. Uh, number two, Milwaukee Brewers. That's you a great logo. M and the yep. B. Put together to form a baseball mitt. Great logo. I and, agree. And uh, a baseball right in the palm as well. Yeah. That is an it's, also, also did know that was something. Whoa. <laughs> have, a, have a look at it, Mike. It'll blow your mind. Mike, he does not pay attention to anything but human. <laughs> I don't have any like artistic, like I can't appreciate art or like understand it on any level. So then maybe it's connected to that. <laughs> oh, that. 
<laughs> we I sat down it. with Mike one day on an iPad and just went through logos of like celebrities they made for each other. Yeah. That'd be <laughs> they, they, put, they put those two get those, that's what those are, those two letters. Wow. <laughs> Just be an exciting day for <laughs> Brad, what's nice. your third heart? Yeah, of course. Don't don't be silly. It's a great logo. I like it. Um, <laughs> just just again, another big shout out to that uh, the Trois Rivières Lions. the The lion head is in the shape of the fleur de lis, which I think is amazing. So that yeah, is the new solid. ECHL team and the new farm team for Montreal outside of uh, the AHL. Um, what's the score of that game? 4-3 last I checked. It's 5-3 now and seven and a half minutes left. Vegas looks has like, scored. Looks like Vegas is going to move on. So Don't say that yet. I'm going to say it. I'm Colorado's say way it. too good. They could easily score two here the way this game's been going. I agree. Um, I don't want. I don't want the series to end. This hockey's way too good. I do yeah. because I don't want Montreal sitting for too long. <laughs> it's like that Boston Islanders game yesterday. It was like it was good to see the Islanders win, but I would have. I could easily watch those two teams play a best of twenty-one series against each see, other. Here's the thing: New York is like similar to Montreal when it comes to playoff hockey. I think they have a way higher end talent as far as <clears throat> yeah. Um, I was gonna say the talent. Yeah. Right, like I think Barzell is better than any player on the Montreal Canadiens, and then I think they're very even. Um, defense, I'm not entirely sure of the Islanders. I think I think Islanders I think defense good. is better as a core one to six, but I would give like they don't have the Weber there that Montreal does. Like the top end, the do top you, end halves would do out the Islanders top end. D is how I would compare them. So do you think like Montreal's top four is better than New York's top four, but Mont- uh, New York's top six? Yes. Be- okay. Okay. I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Cause I actually think it's going to be a Montreal Islanders final. And I think Oof. the NHL is going to hate that. They will hate, absolutely hate that. Because yeah, I think, <laughs> I think the Islanders can shut down Tampa Bay if they play that kind of gritty, shut it down, yucky hockey like uh, I think they have been playing, and I think Montreal can do the same to Vegas. Now, I'm saying it is yes, a Habs homer, but I also think the way Montreal's played is how you win in the NHL playoffs. I That's think sexy. the difference is is that with Boston, you shut down that top line. Yes, they're still deep. Like yep. I don't want to say that Boston's not a deep team, but if you shut down that top line, you give yourself a very good chance every night. Yep, I agree. Where Tampa, you have three lines that you can't let score, yeah. and that's going to be a very daunting task for a team like the Islanders. It'll be interesting to see. I'm excited for that series. I really am. Um, okay, let's get into Stump the Chump. It's getting late, and uh, yep. Mikey's going to fall asleep pretty soon. So We're going to have to edit out 20 minutes of podcast here. Matt. <laughs> okay, champ. Oh, Brad gets to pick one Brad or two. Brad gets to for- pick. Brad picks one or two for the the questions. You get to pick if you want to go first or second. I go second set of questions. Okay. Is that what he wanted? Mike, is that ideal? Second set. And I'm going to – I won um, first last time. Probably, yeah. No, I went first last time. I was second last time you won? Yeah, yeah. Okay, always... I'm going to stay in the two spot then. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think I lost the other time too going first. So. Give up the honors. Yeah, I think I go second. I feel you got to take Mike's like a, like a full script of questions there. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Mikey, right. what are you drinking there, bud? I've got my whiskey. Got my whiskey back. Uh. Hadn't had any hard alcohol for a few weeks after the last round didn't go too well. So <laughs> <laughs> just having one. Okay, for let's go. First category: baseball. So I'll ask the questions, but I'm going to give several clues after. Okay. Oh boy, I like yeah. it. So, like what it. baseball Hall of Famer was drafted into the NBA by the same city that he played baseball in? Whew. Okay, so here's your first hint. He played from 1982 to 2001. He played in the state of California. And the city in which he played, the MLB team is there but the basketball team is no longer there. But it is still in the state of California. Mm. So did he play in the NBA? Or he's just drafted in the NBA? He's drafted. Can't tell you whether or not he played or not. I was thinking right away Dave Winfield. Final answer? Yeah. Incorrect. Tony Gwynn, actually. See, it, it would have been for Tony Gwynn. San Diego. Stubby little bugger. Five yeah. ten point guard, just like an really? athletic freak. Yeah. I, I would have said. I would have said San Diego was the team. I would. Yeah. I, I would have not. Yeah. The it, the yeah. Clippers used to be in San Diego. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Winfield was a double drafted athlete. I don't know if it was baseball, basketball, or baseball. You might have been onto something there because when you said that answer, I was like, that sounds right for some reason. It kind of went through my mind, so I wonder if there's something there. Yeah. Okay. Shout out All to right. my uh, shout Steve. out to my former former colleague, Kurt, for giving me that question. Here, Here's your little stat on Dave Winfield. He was drafted by four pro, t- uh, pro teams. Two-sport athlete for Minnesota with Golden Gophers, Big Ten Championships, and yeah, that's insane. He was drafted by the uh what was it, the Padres? Yeah, he played it whole, whole career in the Padres. Yeah. That's I was insane. actually I was actually at one of Tony Gwynn's final games. It was in two thousand one, September late September two thousand one, and I was in San Francisco on my way to Australia. And it was right before Barry Bonds was about to break he was one home run away from breaking the single season record. Oh my god. Yeah. And I paid ninety bucks. Ninety bucks for stand, standing room only. You probably and, paid bucks for that ticket. Yeah, it was ninety for standing room only, and <laughs> uh, yeah, he hit it the following game. But I, Tony Gwynn was one of my favorite players growing up. Just so see him right before he finished it was pretty fun. No kidding. So Winfield was drafted by the Padres, the Atlanta Hawks, the Utah Stars in the ABA, and the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> Crazy. Wow. Oh yeah. They, yeah. Okay, go on. Okay, so Kevin, you're going to probably think I'm rigging this in Brad's favor here, but <laughs> category two, the this category will really bring in the young audience and it'll bring in everybody. The category is taxes. <laughs> and it's taxes. I really should be getting this one. And it's multiple choice as well. That is multiple oh. choice. I'm going to start studying up on animal analytics. <laughs> so so this week there is a big IRS tax week of the top of 25 of the richest people in the United States um, including uh, Jeff Bezos uh, Warren Buffett Elon Musk um, 
Who is the other person? Uh, Forgive me, the other, somebody else is absurdly rich, but whatever. I don't think it was Gates, but whatever. So this was from 2014 to 2018. And this... Uh, this magazine slash website got a hold of the tax information from there and did the calculations and they showed their mythology methodology and everything and they figured out their true tax rate what what was warren buffett's true tax rate was it number one one percent number two 0.1 percent number three ten percent or number four forty percent the last two are out for sure. That's insane it's to even think one, about. One percent, or point one, or point five percent. Uh, the the point one percent and one percent are your options if you're discounting the the last two. Yeah, and maybe I'm just completely off on this. I'm gonna go point one percent. Correct. I don't know. I guess the yeah. Yeah. It's unreal. I, I read this yeah. article and it was quite interesting because it goes into how what they do to not pay any tax. Not pay anything. <laughs> yeah. And basically, the super rich just like go out and buy a company, and then from what Bracken probably knows more about this than I do, but from what they do is buy a company and then they go to a bank and lend against the asset of that company and take a, just for money to live on, like twenty million and get a 3% interest rate from the bank instead of paying the 37% maximum interest rate you'd have to do if you were drawing salary from your companies. Wow. Yeah. Michael Bloomberg is the- But it's, it's all legal though, isn't it? Yeah, oh yeah, it's all, yeah. It's all 100% oh, yeah. Yeah. legal, but that it's, and it's legal because of <laughs> who funds political campaigns. Yes. And, exactly. and like, and obviously Biden's wait, a thousand times better than Trump, but the press secretary was asked about this this week, his press secretary. And the first thing, the, the immediate response was not to be concerned that these guys are just pilfering trillions of dollars in tax stuff. It was that, that it was a leak. Yeah, we gotta yeah. go get the leak. Yeah. That was yeah. the main worry. That's <laughs> <was> crazy. <laughs> that <was> crazy. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. One, for, right. one for two. Yeah, one for two. All right. Category number three is tennis. Okay. Male Grand Slam winners. Out of the top five, give me four. Oh my God. Uh, Nadal? Yes. Sampras? No, 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 sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I should, uh, <laughs> no, sorry, Kevin. I should have waited. To be fair? He was going to be my last guess. Okay, uh, I was yeah. thinking, I was thinking Federer, and uh, Novak, Djokovic, or whatever. So you so, sorry. Recap it. Sampras, uh, uh, Nadal, Federer. Yep. Uh, Novak, Djokovic, uh, yep. or whatever, sure. and then Sampras was my last guess. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, the fifth one was Sorry. Roy Emerson. The fifth one you wouldn't have got is Roy Emerson. Oh, oh okay. Was Sampras fourth? Yes. Sampras is fourth by a yeah. Okay, good, that, it, there's a pretty good gap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, those original three, the top three guys, I would have got those for sure. And Sampras, I would have thought that 
I don't know. Yeah, I can't yeah. think of any. I was debating making it either three or four, and I decided three was too easy. So oh, way too easy. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Well, then, Rye. All right. All right. Going. Now, all, all right. the pressure on Brad, on Cap. <laughs> yeah, on yeah. our reigning champion here. Okay. So, I don't know if you guys have been following the, the latest on the uh, spider tech controversy in baseball. Which is basically a substance, a sticky substance that, yeah, and it's and it's been baseball's like, like open secret for a long time. But now the research is building up on how much of an edge it gives you because they can actually study spin rates and how much it increases with this substance. And uh, Garrett Cole was asked about it, and his, <laughs> his, his response was hilarious. It was just, just babbling nonsense. I just don't know how to answer yeah. this question. Yeah. I feel I felt bad for him because well, he was like, put on the spot for sure on that. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, he did he did his media training needs some work. Uh, baseball players they don't believe in that. They don't do that media training. Stuff. All right. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, given that controversy, what baseball Hall of Famer who was a journeyman is was known as the king of the spitball. He played for nine different teams oh. in the 60s and 70s. The Gaylord Perry? Correct. Oh, yes. Ding, wow. ding, ding. Impressive. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Question category number two, professional wrestling. <laughs> right back uh -oh. at you, Brad. <laughs> I never got the wrestling questions <laughs> right when we do this, so good for Brad. I know. I mean, <laughs> I always make them difficult. Yeah, okay. That's good. So this is a fun one. I'm going to say some wrestling lyrics from a theme, from an entrance theme. Okay. I've there's going to the be theme. a couple. There's going to be a couple. You got to name the, the tag team. This is an 80s, okay. late 80s and 90s tag team. You got to give me the team name. Okay. So here we go. Here's the story of two blank. Here's the story of two blank. Blank and blank. They don't use drugs and they're always on top, but they're high all the time on their ability. So much years of that will knock you to your knees. They'll take on comers no matter the size. There won't be any question when you get blanked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Give me that first line again. Here's the story of two blank, blank and blank. Here's the story of two blanks, blank and blank. They don't use drugs and they're always on top. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Which is good. Don't use drugs out there, everybody. Is that accurate, you, Mike? Oh yeah. No, you don't, Do you know this? You can't be, you can't be using Do drugs. I know this? Yeah. That's not good. Yes. Okay. Hall of Fame tag team. Not WWE, are they? Um. Yeah, they, they will. They were, I'll give them this. They're... WCW and WWE. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> WWF. Uh, at the time. Never, never use drugs. Is that accurate, Mike? Never use drugs. Oh, I'm bad at this. Hilarious. <laughs> you don't want to be. This is going to bug me probably because it's going to be so obvious when I'm done. E... It's there, a could be, there could be some irony involved in the yes. drug point. Golden I don't know. Perhaps. Let's go Steiner Brothers. Correct. <laughs> he pulls it out. 
Wow. Yeah, wow. Just like, that was a total guess. Blank and well it, the big, the biggest takeaway there is the blank is blank. I'm just trying to think of like this yeah, is the story of two blanks brothers. Yeah. Hold on, one sec. Oh, now that you play with Sawyer, they still roll. How good of a catchy tune is it, huh? Hey, that Whoever that was that did those, like, 90s WCW Yeah, things. Sting had a great one, too. Highly underrated. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is Category for the number. This is for the win for three for three. Three for three. Those are rare. And Brad might be nervous about the category. The category is fantasy football. Oh, boy. <laughs> Clinton Portis has the record for most. This is standard scoring, not PPR 0.5. Okay. Clinton Portis has the record for most fantasy points by a running back of all time. I drafted With, him the year after, and he was a total bust. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, which current running back holds the spot for number two? And you have got four options. Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Kish, Christian McCaffrey, or Dalvin Cook? Oh, so Hen- highly, Henry, highly Henry Kamara, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, this is weird because I only got back into fantasy football last year after like a 10-year break, so I don't know all my stuff. But I do know that McCaffrey had an absolutely amazing season two years ago, so I can go McCaffrey. Incorrect. No. Nope. Oh, Henry? Al- Alvin Kamara. Yeah, Kamara, he, he okay. Kamara and the Saints. This past Christmas, he went mental six touchdowns. Oh, that's right. So yeah, I, I forgot about that game. I have had a tiebreaker ready for several weeks, ready oh. for deployment, <laughs> and here we go. Well done, boys. So far, this was this was very good, most competitive <laughs> match. All right. So our tiebreaker category is poker. Is this first to ring in? Nope. This is okay. closest to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So maybe. Do write my answer? I'll, yeah. I'll Do you guys have a pen and you paper? Yell, you, can, you can yell yours out, I guess. Or yeah, or if you have I'll, a pen and paper, Brad, whatever. I'll, once I have my, I'll, I'll write my answer down and then I'll, I'll let Brad know what it is. He can ask. Damon, Damon, I'll text mine to you. Okay. okay. Yeah, let's there do that. Go. Okay. The all-time record record holder for World Series of Poker bracelets is the poker brat Phil Helmies. How many bracelets does he have? Is this now? This is not just Texas Hold'em. This is all poker, different styles. Yeah, all, okay. all, any okay. W, any World Series of Poker events. They're up to uh, usually about sixty events now, so there's lots. 60, 70 bracelets they give out every year. Okay, so I might I'm just, gonna... and I might just find myself there this October. I'm hoping they push this year's back. Okay, updated, Jamie. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, so how do we do? Should I reveal the number and then? Yeah, give the number and then okay. we'll reveal it. Or, or what, what do you have? You wrote yours down, Kev? I got mine on a piece of paper here, yeah. Okay, right. I, I oh, here, I'll, because there's no proof. There's my answer. 27. Yeah. 27. Oh Brad. my God. What's Brad's? Brad. Did I guess right the first time? He, oh, Brad's first answer was 14. Brad and, then, wins. and no, no. Oh, but then he, I, but then he updated to thirty-eight. No, the oh. winner oh. and still champion, <laughs> Kevin. Ding, ding, ding. Fifteen is the correct answer. Oh. Fifteen is oh. the correct answer. Oh. Fifteen. 
Mike, when you said when you said there was like seventy events a year, I was like, oh frick, he's well. That's that's why I did too. What yeah, sorry, what was your first off. answer? Fourteen. Fourteen. 14. Oh, yeah, because I did the same thing. I went from I went from twenty three to twenty seven. So I did. I, oh. I didn't Brad, you sent that in there, and I looked, and I'm like, what? And then you updated, and I'm like. He only has oh. he only has two non holdem bracelets. The rest are all no limit holdem. Crazy. And a lot of it was padded in the years before anybody knew how to play. Before it got really yeah. popular. And his yeah. his winnings yeah. are outrageous compared to second place. Yeah, it's funny too because he's not respected as one of the better players in the poker community. But yeah, yeah, these days. Yeah. Why is that? Because he's. He he is excellent against playing against amateurs, and you can win those tournaments if you accumulate enough chips from the amateurs early on and really destroy them. Sure. But when he's when he's in there against like the best players in the world, he's a really big underdog because he just doesn't do the homework they do. Like oh, the best really? players in the world do like an insane amount of homework. Yeah, like, like studying they, players and everything, studying hand histories and yeah. and and running like. It's gotten such to a science. There's like solvers where you can run situations into the computer and then it'll spit out. You don't want to obviously always go with that, but it'll spit out what the computer thinks is a, yeah. the right sure. way to go. Sure. And he and he just doesn't do that. He goes off more old school stuff, but hard wow. to argue with his longevity. No, wow. exactly right. What what a finish oh, to stump a, stump a chump. Kevin. Yeah, good game, boys. Two-week winner. Two-week winner. There you nice. go. That's all we got for the High and Wide podcast this week. Uh, Brad, where can we find you on the Instagrams and the Twitters of the world? I'm at bcarl607. Mikey, how about you? Uh, Buddyman222. And Big Kev, where can we find you? I'm Big Kev HW Fantasy on Twitter. You can find me at DSO67. That's on Instagram and on Twitter. And of course, at High and Wide Pod. And uh, make sure to leave us a five-star like. Let us know what you like, what you didn't like. If you uh, tell us to shut up and get off the air sooner, whatever the case may be, we'll listen to some extent. Um, that's it for us, boys. Thanks, and we'll see you next week right here on the High & Wide Podcast. I'm going golfing with the boys again this weekend. Cheers, everyone. Peace. Peace, Peace out, boys.